Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. The following contest is scheduled for one fall. Coming to you live from Eggplant Studios in downtown Toronto. We introduce first the tan man, Danny Dicchio. Wanted to smoke but couldn't get the time, Craig Forrest. <laughs> and the challenger. There's, there's nothing there, is there? There's nothing there. Jimmy <laughs> James. Yeah. Nobody has anything special. Jimmy Sharman. The Pie Man, Jimmy Sharman. And this is our one year anniversary. One so year anniversary. salute everyone. Who knew? Who knew? Salute. Wonga and Jeff, yeah. hardest working people in show business. Oh, yeah, Craig, Craig's uh, lifting a bottle of partially drunk tequila. Was that uh, what you brought back, Dan, from Mexico? Yeah, that's what I brought back. Hold on, hold on. We can't start until. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Let's get this party started. There we go. Nice. Thanks, JC. <laughs> JC and on keyboards, Dan Wong over there. Um, maybe the worst opening we've had in a year. Yeah. The, the, the least prepared podcast. I can guarantee you that much. <laughs> <laughs> Who'd have thought, fellas? A year ago, that would still be doing this for no money whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> After all these months, a whole year's gone by and nothing's changed. <laughs> well, I wasn't part of that conversation, apparently. <laughs> building up. But we are now being fed beer, which is a good thing. So our, our, our credit is all towards Amsterdam Brewery. Thank you so much. Thank you. Fantastic beer. It's been quite the year, boys, hasn't it? You know, as we look back and what we've had to come to terms with in not just the football world, but the world as a whole, you know, from COVID, Black Lives Matter, Leo Messi, CPL. <laughs> and we've covered it all, haven't we, so far? Um, yeah. well, what stands out? I mean, is, is there one show or, or topic that, that really jumps out off the page that you, you're glad we covered and we covered it well? Not particularly. No, me neither. <laughs> what I remember well is remember we were doing the last few shows when COVID was kind of getting dangerous and everybody was talking about lockdowns. Yeah, and we, we did our we last show high fiving, high fiving at that point. Too. That's right. And then we uh, shifted everything over to Dan Wong's place. Well, mm-hmm. First, we let's be honest, we did the uh, the Zoom. We did the Zoom slash Google Hangout for yeah. a while. That's right. Wasn't as good nearly. But they were technically seamless. Yeah, they're not nothing like this. <laughs> shit show. Are we live right now? We had a really good guest on during the Zoom and uh, sorry, the Google Hangout series in Thomas Rungan. Yes, we did. Thomas was really good. That's right. That was during the Hangouts, wasn't it? You know what? We had time, some good guests. It seems like last year. Yeah. That. Yeah. Oh my God, Alex McKechnie at BMO Field. Yeah. It was yeah. during the Canada U.S. game. Trevor Sinclair. 
Former mate of... Awesome. Uh, former teammate of Danny. And me. Both and of us. You, both of you. That's right. Yeah. We're very mobile. We, we can get up and go where we need to go. <laughs> yeah, we will do uh, an average job, no matter where we're put. You know? And I think we, we should be proud of that. <laughs> I, think, I think when we're talking about what has caused the biggest upset, it's pretty obvious uh, this year. And COVID has had a massive, massive, massive... What's that? But I thought that Man United game versus Spurs was... It was up there with COVID. <laughs> I thought you were going to say... I, I thought you were going to use that as your, your Liverpool Billow uh, uh, comment. Yeah. I could not Holy believe it. What, what is happening this year, boys? I mean, the results... It seems every week we're saying... We haven't seen a week like this for a long time. But then the next week surpasses it. Is it, is it no crowds? Is it just the, the, the break and the shortened preseason? Because we know <laughs> these teams need preseasons, right, Danny? <laughs> well, I think there comes a there's a, there's a short window there before switching around to the new season, and then you look at Liverpool and the standards that they've kept. It brings up the argument about bringing in fresh people that can keep that standard up because it's just relentless, Danny, isn't it? Like I mean, it's relentless. Yeah. But if you, are you really telling me that Allison, the goalkeeper, Thiago, and Mane are that much of a difference to this Liverpool team to go out and get spanked seven-two shams? Yeah, exactly. They looked no. all over the place. Yeah, and, and I'm not just talking about the goalkeeper who's at fault for a couple of goals, but defensively, Van Dijk looks like a totally different player this year than the god we were all talking about last year. And then, like, I mean, even the Spurs-Man United game, there was a very dubious sending off. Yeah. He didn't even go to VAR for it. Would it, would it yeah, you're talking about the, uh, the Lamella and the Martial yeah. um, incident, right? So so would that have been two reds or yellow cards, or what, what should have been the right call for that? Because, I mean, it was so, so soft. Well, I heard Dermot Gallagher, who was a referee um, that, that refereed a lot of mine in craze games when we were in the Premier League, and he was commenting commentating afterwards and he basically said uh, I really feel that a yellow for, for both players would have been sufficient and told him to stop being such silly little boys because the sending off for Martial how soft it was just ruins the game and even though Spurs were on top it just it just ruined the whole game and it was a big build up to the best game of the weekend but okay so so I'm not sure if you guys have seen yet the the Spurs documentary no, I haven't seen yet. So a big part of that is Jose Mourinho talking about how this team's too nice yeah. and that they're just good guys and they're not, as he would put it, the C-U-N-T-S's yeah. of the world, right? Um, now we're seeing Eric Lamella get under a player's skin and we're seeing Eric Lamella drop to the floor like he'd been shot. It was disgusting. It was disgraceful. It is just what Jose Mourinho loves to see his team do, isn't it? So are they getting it? Is that what this is? Spurs becoming bastards finally? Well, hold on a minute. The week before, they, they got stuffed by Leicester. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing what a week of training can do. Well, that's right. You're, you're as good as your last game. Right, right. Amazing, isn't it? Yeah. But maybe that's what it is. Maybe they're shifting. They're, they're finally figured out. Let's be a little bit underhanded here. And, you know, let's become connoisseurs of the dark arts. And let's win games that way. Because Josie must have loved that. Oh, he had a very wry smile on his face when... Uh it was the 80th minute, and there was six one up. He was just sat back in his seat up at Old Trafford, where the where the benches are a little bit higher. At that point, he's wishing there's a there's a yeah, he's just got house, smirk on right? his face, and he's like, "These fuckers, they got rid of me." Yeah, because they said I was too diplomatic, I was too defensive. 
I've just we've just scored my team's just scored like fourteen or thirteen goals in two games. The Jose Jose Mourinho team. Yeah. He was loving it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that's without Gareth Bale, who still isn't fit. How long does it take to get fit enough to play a few minutes? But you've been trying for 40 years. <laughs> <laughs> and you're a prick. What was your excuse? Has <laughs> been a prick? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. That's a very good point, though. But because I was never a professional athlete. And I know he's not playing much at Real Madrid, but he was playing here and there a few minutes. He's been how long now? Three weeks? He's been at least that. Well, yeah. And, and he's still not getting on the field, even on the bench. Honest, the PGA's been on. <laughs> two, two of those weeks. That's right, and the Masters is coming up. And the Masters is coming so, up, so he'll be injured. For that. Yeah, yeah, fair Can't enough. Count him in around the yeah. middle of December. Well, actually, it'd be too cold. It'd be New Year's. <laughs> Not the same temperature as Madrid. This <laughs> no. If you were though a teammate of Lamella, I mean, how would you have taken that? That it got you a man up by dropping to the floor. But mm. would you have said, "At a boy, well done," or would you have, you know, gone back to your stool and shaken your head and just? Shame, shame. That's a good question. I know that I have to be honest. When there were national team games in Concacaf and the the shenanigans we saw from players all over Concacaf, conning referees, that it got to a point where it's like we can't beat them. You got to join them. And I told mm-hmm. Coral Gorzi, and I said in the Gold Cup final, you you get anywhere in the box, anywhere gets anywhere near you, you hit the deck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we 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 actually talk about that to our kids and to the Canadian boys in the academy where you've got to be a little bit more game savvy when you're playing against the Mexicans, Brazilians. Yeah, they've managed the game incredibly well well. from every aspect. They manage the referees well, the linesmen well, they they know how to buy a foul. So I just wanted to ask you, so Mm. we're talking about flopping and diving, Craig. Was you involved with the game where Di pushed the referee? Where that referee Paul Alcock. No, no, he was at Sheffield Wednesday at the oh, time. Was it Sheffield Wednesday? Yeah. We, remember that? That was West the best Ham. dive. He flopped, didn't he? Paul Alcock was he did. Him, he, wasn't he, it? He, took a, he took a dive. Yeah. The referee took no a dive. Who was worse, Lamella or Alcock? Alcock's gone. <laughs> he went down in stages, Alcock. Yeah, right. it was he like a five stages. Flop, almost yeah. like a seizure, right? Yeah. yeah. Wow. With a name like Alcock. You better be fucking the worst guy out there. Oh, it was, it was oh. something else. He, was he took little, five steps. How many games did Kenya get for that? We got a lot. It's like twelve or something, wasn't something. it? Yeah, yeah. And then they let him go. See, when West Ham Harry picked them up for a million, which was a bargain. snip. It's a bargain, yeah. That was a bargain. And that was because nobody really wanted to touch him because they're like, geez, I have to try to deal with Paolo de Canio. You know, it could be a night it could be the end of my job, right? Mm-hmm. Harry was like all over it. Yeah, we'll bring him in. First training session he did something brilliant. All right. Frank. <laughs> I've bought a f- we've got ourselves a fucking bargain. <laughs> <laughs> Which they certainly did. No kidding. Legend now. Legend. Talking about West Ham as well, two cracking results on the bounce. David Moyes, not to be seen. Is that the uh, the reason for it? <laughs> what else? They were terrible before, weren't they? Yeah. They were awful. Then yeah. he, he gets COVID. He's COVID. He's not allowed on the bench or nowhere near the team yeah and they've picked up two why well, I, I know as Stuart Pierce he took the team right yeah his uh, his dressing room pre-game chat would be all about like determination and the badge the hammers like, you know respect for the club and he backed it all up as a player everywhere he played is it usually the assistant coach that is that that guy in, in a room in your experience and the coach well, is more the too. I mean Historically, like Bobby Robson, for instance, he worked with the the good 
good cop, bad cop routine. Mm-hmm. He was always the good cop. He always had somebody. It was a bit of a nasty figure. John Lyle, same thing. So there are that because then the players end up going. Everybody loved Bobby. Mm-hmm. Hey, Bobby, oh, Fergie's having a go at me. And oh, that's all right. You know, Bobby's whatever. It's, it's what he's like. And so soften things over. So having that guy is not a bad thing. And it's not even that guy anymore. I mean, like you look at most technical staff now. It's the head coach and about three or four assistants. So it's not only mm-hmm. the assistant coach that has to be that bad cop or good cop. Your support staff is so important for how you want the team to behave, how you want them to like have that togetherness. Because if your manager is basically in and out of the training grounds, he's dealing with press, media, your assistant coaches and your support staff are the guys really putting the, the work in with the players on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. So they have to be the shoulder to cry on. Do they know the players better often than the yes. coach? Yes. Mm-hmm. I feel so. <clears throat> Cluffy, Brian Clough never showed up for long parts of the week and show up on a Friday. Mm-hmm. Sir Alex. Take all the credit. But the, but the players, I like, had this unbelievable respect for him. Like, well, you know, maybe it was a good idea to show up less so at Liverpool, it might be like the, the throw. Sorry, guys, it. Just interrupting, Thomas Berger was just asking us. I thought you guys drank bourbon on the show, so he's a little upset. And, oh. Oh. We have we have in the past. JC's saying tequila and beer, and Dunny just said. Brendan Dunlop just said, "Hey, congratulations on the thirteen minutes in, and you guys are talking about the other claret and blue." Like, I tell you what, hey B B Dunlop. Dunlop, it is it is quarter past seven. On, if you can Dan. get down here on, in the next half an hour, you can have a beer with us. That's right. How about that? Celebrate Villa's best result in their history. Yeah, they, well, yeah, we, we've, 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 we've mentioned that already. We've, we've, we've mentioned that already, <laughs> that result, haven't we? Yeah. So there's no point in going back to it. What was he wanting to speak about? Cleveland Browns <laughs> as well? Huh, Danny? Both his team's got wins. As well. No, we'll get to that. We'll get to that that game at some point. But, you know, back to the whole coaching thing, you know, and who has the say in, in the room. It's not even funny now because thanks Dunlop for ruining my my timing there. I was going to say, you know, this doesn't mean that the, the Liverpool throwing coach would be the big voice in the room that comes in, you know, and the rah rah, you know, before a match. Is he the guy, or is there some analytics coach that yeah. comes never down from the offices? Coach. No, we never had that. No, but Liverpool are the first to get it, right? Yeah, and and they've uh, actually got a throw in yeah. coach. Yeah. yeah, no set. It's not set piece. Set piece. Oh, okay, but well, that teams makes sense. Yeah, but set piece. Coach. They scored a huge goal in the Champions League uh, last year, which came directly from a throw in. I forget which game it was now. And they're saying, see, you see, validation. You need a throwing coach. A lot of coaches now. Coach, definitely, I can totally get that. Yeah, such an important part of the game. Mm-hmm. Ah, so what's the percentage of goals come from set pieces? A lot, right? It's funny how like coaching in Europe, especially like in England, has taken so much from NFL, CFL, whatever it is, and how they prepare their teams now. We used to have just one coach assistant coach now we have defensive coaches now we have offensive coaches working with football team like soccer teams you have set piece coaches you have a cognitive coach so the amount of stuff that is going into preparing this team for the weekend's game is massive because the result and the end product is so key now and if you're willing to spend that little bit extra and get the benefits of it, it all makes it worthwhile. But 
if you've got a set piece coach and you fucking haven't scored a goal all year from a set piece, <laughs> he's going to be scratching his head or looking for a new job pretty soon. Is, is there a facet of the game when you played that you would have really appreciated a coach for that wasn't there? Getting the beers on the bus. <laughs> oh, yeah. no, we, if switches are on that, the Trevor Curtin, the driver. The driver. He was a bus driver, the kit man, looked after all apprentices. Well, that's had kind half of a finger because he had he cut her off the <laughs> That's true, that's actually, yeah. Well, you are. You bring the beer. I do bring the beer. Yeah, you do a fine job. He cut his finger off with a buzz saw, like half of it, so he had a nub. <laughs> oh, no. And, <laughs> a nub. A nub. A nub. The kit man, bus driver, come look after the apprentice, but he would physically, he would physically abuse you by stab you. He would have to stab you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was a key thing back in the day. Then they they actually made it illegal. Yeah. Because players were getting yeah in their cars. I think, <coughs> excuse me. Bit COVID. I think when yeah, COVID's acting up. I think when uh, it's going around. We actually did it with John Lyle after we <laughs> saved relegation on that Blackburn. I think when we brought booze on the bus, I think it was technically illegal. Yeah, there's a lot of bus crashes too. Remember, like just people getting just absolutely. <laughs> 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 bus driver getting smashed. Yeah. Gonna say, yeah. uh, it was interesting because now you look at. Like, I remember going on the uh, the buses just before I left England to come here, and you have to remember in MLS you don't travel anywhere on bus because the proximity of your nearest rival, like TFC's rival Montreal, they weren't even in out in the MLS back then. Uh, we played them in the Canadian Cup and we traveled by bus five hours. But you're not going to travel to Texas by bus. Or so you're flying everywhere. But I remember going on a couple of Premier League buses just before I left to come here just to see what was going on. And you should see the detail that is on these buses now. Like they've got full kitchens, a chef. They've got like a sleeping area, uh, like a meditation area on these these it's it's not national express no so like taking it back to when me and craig (laughs) used to travel on the buses yeah we would basically have the beers were the most important thing for the head coaches and staff there or all the way back way back on the way back on the way back (laughs) and then the second second part was where are we stopping (laughs) to pick up the fish and chips Yes. So these are high-end athletes that Jesus. after a game, we're traveling for three or four hours on the bus. you got to have the, the staple was you got to have your pint and you got to have your yeah. fish and chip or saveloy and chip, sausage and oh, chip, yeah. whatever the, the it was. The bus has just got paper everywhere, newspaper. <laughs> You're like, hey, uh, physio, uh, I thought diet was important. No, <laughs> cost, no cost, cost. You're still burning important. calories at that point, surely. You know, you can well, eat what I you mean, want. It, yeah, it's well, what was the worst thing that ever happened on the bus that you can tell? Anything bad? Any like <laughs> gambling would be sneaking, the worst, would it not? Sneaking a, a couple girls on the no, newbies. No, girls, no. girls were never ever allowed on the bus. How much weed got smoked? No, 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 no. Yeah, seriously, no, no seriously. No. Dan's so disappointed. Yeah, he said, yeah. It's like when he was at university. He's like, yeah. 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 He's doing everything on offer. Yeah. No wonder you didn't get into the red black squad. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, that guy weighed 146 pounds. What happened? Four, 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 <laughs> what By the we should mention that when this podcast began, Dan Wong did not have a man bun. Yeah. And now there's a man bun. That's right. There's a man bun, everybody. 
There'll be a picture of it at the end of this show. Yes. Man bun the picture. Worst man buns. But gambling, I imagine, would be the big thing on the buses, right? I mean, how much? You must have seen a lot of money mm-hmm. lost and won. Yeah, I've seen fist, fisticuff fights on, on the bus with uh, cards going out of bounds. Actually, towards the end of, of, I keep going back towards the end of my career in England, <laughs> at, at the start of it, when you're a younger player, as Craig said, it was such a mess on the buses when you're traveling back. If you're the rookie on the bus, you have to clear the bus up afterwards. The pros just get off. Even though you're a young pro, you have to clear everything up. And it could be everything from cigarette butts back in the days when you could smoke on the bus, empty beer cans, uh, tissues. Uh, it could have been uh, strappings. What do they call strappings over here, Craig? It's strappings as well, aren't they? You do yeah. ankle strappings, yeah. oh, yeah. band-aids with blood on, stuff yeah. like that. It was just thrown on the floor and that you'd have to pick up. <clears throat> but you'd also, if the captain or any of the senior players wanted a tea or a coffee, you had to be on call. If they clicked their fingers, hey, get me a cup of tea. Like, I'm in the middle of a... Yeah. No, no, get me a couple. I'm of down 400 quid. Yeah, I'm a professional <laughs> football player. So they're playing cards. For, but as I was saying, towards the end of of my career in England, when I before I was coming over here, the younger players, this is how things changed, started bringing like monitors on the bus, TVs, mini TVs, because they were playing uh, FIFA. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. There. Right tournaments instead of cards, yeah, they were moved into that generation of. We could do the PlayStation, but you had to wait to go to the hotel or have a lot of cook. And that was yeah. my pong. It wasn't PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> I was just remembering you guys told me the story uh, that that <laughs> Panorama show. John's not mad. John's not mad. Yeah. And, and you, <laughs> you played on the bus right yeah. over and over again about the poor kid with the Tourette syndrome. That's correct. <laughs> for, for all for all our listeners, you have to watch this. John's not mad. Yeah, it's one of the best documentary TV series. It's fascinating, fascinating. And you guys, and it wasn't just your bus; just both different teams. But you both, it yeah. was going around the, the league at the time. The old I guess. VHS taped on VHS. Come back at two in the morning and throw it in. Yeah, to wake nobody really up. knew anything about Tourette's then. No, or they do now. Like half of it was like. Are these guys kidding? Like, is this... Yeah. Is this it could have been a, a, a comedy sketch. It's really tragic. It's right. horrible. It's cool. sad as hell, the poor guy. Poor yeah. kid. But they remade that years later when he's all grown up. John's still got the same issues. John's still mad. <laughs> he's not mad. Is he no, a bit better, mad. though? He's not mad. Is he a bit better now? I don't think so. No? No. no. Medication? <laughs> no. Medication, right? Can help. Yeah, it does. It can, I guess, but it doesn't work with John no. very well, apparently. No. When it, not when I saw him in Asda. You saw him? Oh, no, on, on the show. On TV, yeah. With yeah. the old lady? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he lets her have it. <laughs> Wasn't there a, like, a player like in the Premier League that had Tourette's? Yeah, Was Tim there? Howard. Oh, Tim Howard, that's right, yeah. yeah. He didn't have the swearing. <laughs> well, you can tell he's, a, he's, doing, he's in the field. Off. He's just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He had to twitch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't really. I mean, it's a severe. terrible disease, right? Terrible. <laughs> but just, it, I found it amusing that this one. Panorama documentary made the rounds throughout the entire league. No matter what team you played for, it was on the bus going to games. Yeah. <laughs> You're such bastards. <laughs> yeah. I'm being you serious really are. Here, no, yeah. I know you are. It was a very interesting <laughs> yeah. documentary. Right. Educational, uh-huh. even. Huh? We it's on know, YouTube, we actually. Didn't know I, think. Anything about I think it's on YouTube because I remember we watched it on, during a, a Sportsnet broadcast or once. Blazing Saddles. <laughs> <laughs> Another classic. Another classic. <laughs> yeah. Or Stir Crazy. 
Words we can't say anymore on Blazing Saddles. Yeah, There's true. a lot of... Yeah. I mean, Mel so. Brooks was a genius. Clevon Little. Yeah. Alex Karras. Gene Wilder. Quite a fan over here, right? That's Jeez. right. Oh, look at the other one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, <laughs> talking about the bus... That's amazing. Look at the other one. Talking about the bus... <laughs> uh, talking, talking about the bus trips... And it, it kind of reminds me of the Blazing Saddles part when they were all around the fireplace. That was basically the back of the bus with all the vets playing cards. <laughs> right. It was like it? a big stink bomb of like, oh. fish, chips, beers, oh. guys just... Like, was know, it intimidating for a young player when you first get in the team? That must be intimidating, yeah, walking into that bus. Near the back no, the bus. Okay, no. You had bevies. Were you like <clears> bevies? Well, On the way home. Until about mid-90s. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Put a stamp down in it. On the way back? Really? Yeah. Yeah? 97. But that's, that's Is it when Venga came in and ruined it for everyone? Well, Professionalism? No, it, was actually, it was just a national law on, on any buses. Mm-hmm. Coaches. Because you think about you, you're going on a free four hour, five hour. No, if you're I coming back it. from the northeast down to London mm-hmm. or to Ipswich, where Craig was, which was a little bit longer, and you've got guys knocking back four or five pints of beer and then getting in their cars to drive home half an hour, 45 minutes an hour. From the ground. It's a recipe for disaster. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of cover-ups by clubs, right? Back in those days too. Not just yeah. drinking and driving, but indiscretions away from the field and clubs would be involved and would make sure it goes away. I'm sure it still does to a certain degree. I would think so, yeah. Right? I mean, when, West Ham, there is local coppers that the players all knew. Right. And employed by the club? <laughs> no. no. Well, I mean, are they at the ground being paid by, by the club? But there were security guys, security. right, who would take care of problems, were they not? Talking about like Ray Donovan? Yeah, Ray Donovan. Well, exactly. We had Big Dave. Big, big Dave? Big Dave. Was he big? Oh, he was massive. Yeah, hence yeah, his name. He was, he was on the gate of the uh, training <laughs> ground. Loved his job, right? Just loved West Ham. Total West Ham guy. And then at Chadwell, he's training ground... When you drive down, do you, do you remember Travel Heat? Do you ever drive, you know, dead end road, like in a housing estate, just take a left of the dead end and you're in. So, a um, bunch of travelers, gypsies, come down that road and they get there and they've got like seven or eight caravans. Can't do anything, can't turn around. Like it's so narrow. And so they go to Big Dave and they say, can we use the parking lot just to turn around to get out? And so, yeah, sure, <laughs> opens the, the gate, they all drive in, drive right to the back of the training ground, and park. <laughs> Dave's like, oh, Big for Dave. fuck's sake, I'm going to get murdered, I'm going to get fired. Oh, yeah, he was loose, he couldn't believe it. Can you imagine when the Harry showed up, what the fuck? So they ended up doing a deal with him and put him on the schoolyard next. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. They yeah, were there for let, let the kids deal with it. Yeah, for three yeah. months they were there, and every time a ball went over, it was missing, gone. <laughs> God, oh, yeah, sure. But I think well. the, the change, the difference now is that there's social media. So yeah, right. Regardless right. if you have security or head guys like Big Dave looking after you as a team, there's always someone with a camera or Twitter or whatever it is now, Snapchat, that is filming something, and it. It could be anything, and you just don't want to put yourself in in that predicament, you know, in that well, situation. Did you have sympathy or anger towards Phil Foden and Mason Greenwood for being that stupid on England duty? I mean, listen, they're just kids making mistakes, so we hear, but it's pretty stupid in this day and age. You're going to get found out. 
I know there are Icelandic beauties, which, fair enough. <laughs> tough to say no to, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. How would I know? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Well, as a 53-year-old sitting here right at this moment, <laughs> looking back in looking time. For, looking for a nice yeah, beauty. Yeah. yeah. Oh, where I've, I've actually been in that position. <laughs> Never found one. <laughs> I think, think. Well, I found a lot. Just Wonga's got some Icelandic in him. I think, hasn't he? Who? Wonga. He must. Wonga's have. got everything. Yeah, though. that's right. I have Icelandic in me. Mm. And Craig tried to fool around with me one time. <laughs> 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 I saw yeah, there, drunk out of my for that half percent of Icelandic. <laughs> in him. Taking that good-looking woman home with his man bun. Yeah, I don't know what he is. <laughs> Icelandic <Yeah>. beauty. <laughs> I mean, you went on those trips to Sweden, Scandinavia. Oh, this is so interesting. Norway. Beer. Go ahead. Smoked lager. Smoke that's right up Craig's alley. Okay, yeah. <laughs> it's too easy. Um, this is sorry for interrupting there, but no, this is a, a Roch, Roch beer, Roch beer, smoked lager. It's a smoky lager. It's really quite nice. Nice. I wasn't expecting it. That's all. Hmm, very nice. Sorry. Continue. <laughs> you and Dan. How many different drunk? brands do they actually do, I don't know. Jeff? Amsterdam prides itself on having many different types of... We know that, but how many? Uh, <laughs> well, I think there's about eight like core brands, and then they come out with adventure ones all the time. Right. And uh, Are they like, limited edition, though? Are they, they, are yeah, they, yeah, a lot of them are. And then some of them, they make the cut. It's kind of like, like football. It's like you bring in a guy to like try out, you know, if he, he plays some games, and if he does well, like uh, say like right. the Space Invader beer or... Uh, Bone shaker, bone shaker. Yeah. You know, if it stick around, performs well, right. yeah, then they get a, it's a trial, a good contract. Right. You're in a two week trial. That's it, right? And if if it's if you've got some some skills, some potential, you get signed to a contract. Yeah, go beer is just like football players. Years ago, it was like my parents were drinking either Molson or Labatt's. Yeah, that's all there was. Yeah, that was it. No Canadian. Oh, Molson is Canadian. Yeah, sorry. That was pretty much it. What did you grow up on? What was your dad's beer? Because that's Labatt's. Labatt's Blue. Oh, so my dad was a ex- Molson Export, which is an ale, which is not a good beer. When I first found discovered beer, it was Molson Ex. Yeah. <laughs> when you were twelve. <laughs> yeah, twelve. Yeah. No, when I first moved to Canada. Yeah. Oh yeah. I guess it must have been yeah. Thirteen, fourteen. You have your first X, and my dad used to to keep us from drinking it because I had two older brothers. He'd keep it warm in the basement. Uh-huh. That was his thing. He liked it. He, he's a, my dad was a bit of a, probably a bit like Dickio, you know. Like, Philistine. Yes. Grew up on the street. <laughs> rough around, or <laughs> rough around the ri- edges. Nowhere near Palestine. <laughs> <laughs> Spell Palestine. <laughs> tumultuous. <laughs> oh, that's my favorite part of the show so far, actually. The tumultuous episode. Yeah. Tumultuous, yeah. yes. Yeah. <laughs> I grew up on Special Brew and Tenants Brew, which was fucking awful, guys. But it was the best buzz for around 14, 15. <laughs> yeah. It was a strong beer. It was, it was like 5% instead of 45 Yeah, no, it was even more than that. Because generally the beer in England, like I went over there, I was expecting this strong beer that England has strong And they do. They, I mean, they, they're they available. But in the pubs, it's 4%, right? Isn't four, it maybe? 3 and a half, 4 yeah, down. Yeah. But flavor is stronger. I grew up in like uh, John Smith's Bitter and Sainsbury's Ale. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sainsbury's Ale is good. It's excellent. Oh, yeah. It's my old man's beer. You have like 14 to 15 of them. So after. <laughs> yeah. You don't even know what you're tasting. No, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Is each team sponsored by a different beer? No. Are they? 
Oh, uh, you know, yeah, that, I'm, I'm in on it, it. actually, there probably, there probably is an official beer sponsor, but the beer sponsorship back in the day was on every jersey just about, right? Mm-hmm. Holston was until, Spurs. Until the gambling companies. Carlsberg was Liverpool. Yeah. yeah. Um, Coors Chelsea. Coors Chelsea, yeah. yeah uh, Chang was Everton for a while. Yeah. The Bats was Nottingham Forest. That's right. The Bat, was it really? Right. Yeah. I, that's why I started watching EPL. It was very odd, uh, out of the blue, Labatt. Like. QPR, when I grew up, was Guinness. That's a good sponsor, uh, hey? That'd sponsor. be a great but sponsor. did they actually great bring service. in Guinness? Yeah, but I was only 10 at the time. Because we were... <laughs> we're oh, we were sponsored by Guinness at Sportsnet. Really? Yeah. Oh, remember? We got, we got remember a four-pack. L- for everybody. Like a, 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 a four-pack. Four <laughs> it was the funniest thing. Yeah, it wasn't a four-pack each. No, me and Craig sold our souls. Remember that? We had, to, we had to just talk to the camera for like five minutes about Guinness. Yeah. And we love Guinness. Four, four and you and Dunlop pack. were hugging the big Guinness. Yeah. Like, the big like we were having sex with an inflatable Guinness can. Four-pack, yeah. guys. Seriously. And we got a four-pack out of it. Which look what Jeff's I never... Bringing Jeff's bringing us freaking a two-four every week. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks to Amsterdam. I hope you're listening, Guinness. Well, to be fair, it, it started out as three two fours, but only one makes it to the show. So <laughs> yeah. just just say it. Well, that's, the four that's pack was okay. bought by a salesperson who felt bad for us, gave it to our producer, Dan Fernandez, to give to us. Dan didn't give it to us. Dan drank it himself. Did he? Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, he gave you the four empty cans. Basically. <laughs> he just told us about the four cans. Yeah. By the way, you guys were given four, four Guinness. Oh, yeah? Where are they? <laughs> In my belly. <laughs> Drank them all. They gave you yeah. four cans of beer. Yeah, and we sold our soul. We were, oh. yeah. And I mean, Guinness is very close to my heart. I love Guinness. Yeah, you were giving right? mentions every week. Oh, yeah, I was. I was. I mean, I sold my soul. Gives me more? the trots. Gives me the trots. That's really? all part of the experience, Dan. Yeah, they used to give a, a, a woman Guinness after they gave birth. No, so when I was Before. 10... Before? When I was 10 at QPR, sorry, it must have been when I was 11, they um, pulled my, my dad in and said, listen, Danny's obviously a very tall profile and we need him to start putting on a little bit of bulk. He's like very, very slim frame. So QPR, obviously with Guinness as their sponsor, said, okay, um, we're going to put him on some kind of program, but he has to drink at least two Guinnesses <laughs> per week. It's like a Guinness punch mixed with something else. So, my mum's like, you're a professional football club, and you're telling my 11-year-old boy to drink <laughs> alcohol. And my dad was like, yeah, but they're going to make him a little bit strong. <laughs> <laughs> so, the first time I drank this fucking Guinness, I was like, holy, if this is what alcohol is. That was it. You're in. No. No? absolutely hated it. Really? Because Guinness is an acquired taste. Yeah, yeah. I don't like Guinness it when I was younger like, either. And yeah. I agree with like the best Guinness is served in Dublin or Ireland because that's mm-hmm. the wow. creamiest Guinness you can get. But Guinness is like a really acquired taste for a gentleman, not for an eleven-year-old boy <laughs> trying to put on bulk. <laughs> yeah, that's wouldn't, true. Wouldn't porridge be a better idea? I don't know. Like, I, it was you can get ridiculous. the the nutrients in a Guinness, like a, a iron, by in like ingesting different things, spinach. Right. <laughs> that's a, They're that's a little backwards about, I mean. Imagine nowadays, though. Imagine nowadays, though, if yeah. a coach offered an 11 year old kid Guinness or said, you need Guinness twice a week, what would happen? He'd be fired in a second. Mm, you wouldn't get it anymore like that. No, unfortunately. That's Good old bad. days have passed us. Well, I remember I visited England. My buddy was doing an MBA at London School of Business. And I went to visit him. And every Guinness I had, I always thought, wow, this is an acquired taste. And honestly, I didn't like it. 
but they turned Guinness and said extra cold Guinness. They started mm-hmm. making it. That's right. So very North American and very, and it was excellent. Yes. And I it's was a like, game changer. Game changer. Yeah. Because right? when it's. No, no, no. Don't, don't you be dismissing no, Guinness. Say, don't do it. I'm just saying, as, as a Canadian, <laughs> always drank cold beer. Yeah. Trying it. Now I can it's not warm though. That's the that's the myth about okay. British beer. It's no, not no, warm. It, but it actually said on the tap extra cold. Extra cold. Yeah, yeah. And I thought that was brilliant. Everybody at the pub was drinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we, we that's when I went. Okay. I actually the first time I drank it and I liked it because I never liked it at all when I was in Dublin at the museum, the Guinness Museum, which is actually really good. And I thought, how? What kind of like? What kind of Guinness Guinness Museum? Be better than art. It was. And then when you go through all the different floors and you get to the top, you got a beautiful room up there, big pub overlooking the, the River Liffey. And that's where Dan Wong's waiting for you with his right, fin- with his finish. And then that's it. And, then, and you actually get Icelandic. a and you got a free pint when it, as part of the thing when yeah. you got to the top. Wasn't all that interested, but then saw the extra extra cold and I was like, Oh, I'll try one of that was it. Yeah. That was it. But it's it's like it's like a mill. You have to you can't down the Guinness. I'm sure some people do. I find you can drink more Guinness than other beers because it's it's not as carb. Yeah, exactly right. It sits low, as opposed to gassy beers <laughs> and belching. And like we we started drinking. I don't know if you tasted it as well, Craig. We had a Guinness and Black. Yeah. So yeah. Guinness and Black was with um, it's obviously a, a extra cold pint of Guinness, and they would top it with just a little dash of black currant cordial. Yeah. Ribena. Oh, the Ribena. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That it was good. That yeah. was good. What Just, is a black velvet? Is that Guinness and champagne? Yeah. Or, or cider? Anyway, far too much Guinness at the moment, like, because if they're only giving us a four-pack... <laughs> yeah, I know what's going to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Get back on Amsterdam. The well, listen, my fridge is full of these mm. things, and I'm enjoying to, them a lot. The way, no, I just cracked my second. See, si, senor. So. See. Si. Yeah. Craig's glass is empty. Yeah. He's, he's down in he, the... He's, he's drinking tequila straight right now. The way tequila should be drunk is straight, actually. I didn't know that until uh, I went to... A, f- a friend of mine, um, her, her dad distributes tequila and went to her house for a tequila tasting. And I no, my experience with tequila was if we can worm in the bottom, do a shot at the nightclub. That's only one main thing. It is, yeah. And yeah. you get the really good tequila. It's a sipping tequila. And it's just... Del- it's lovely. It's so good. Yeah. So, Shams, what was your uh, pivotal moment of, of this year? Um, doing the podcast? That's a good question. Um, geez. What was your most interesting chat? Um, no. Um, you know, Jason Roberts was really good Yeah, uh, a couple of weeks ago now, right? He, he was outstanding. Um, d- you know, tackling a really difficult subject. And I think we try to do that throughout you know we're generally speaking a bunch of idiots have a good time talking football but we can i think hit the interesting and important topics when, when we when we have to and uh i think bringing on a guest like him was really important yeah and Tre- trevor sinclair as well was very similar as well and as far as their perspective things that we don't otherwise see it from um that was really good tr was great um julian was great last week by the way it was good yeah julian de guzman well, julian was really good yeah um, we've been covering the CPL what, quite what a lot. What actually got me with Julian was, I mean, I knew that he was dedicated, but the level of dedication that him and his brother, like growing up, holy yeah. God, I never yeah. knew that. Yeah. Like pausing VHSs and video, like, what's he going to do next? Where's he going to run? Where's the ball going to be played? And it was interesting that they didn't, I know their dad 
Hamilton's in the picture and he's a big football guy, but he wasn't really in the picture to push them. They were kind of two brothers pushing, pushing each, each other. other. Yeah. Which is a really interesting story. I loved I loved hearing that. Yeah. I loved hearing about his experience of playing against Ronaldo, uh, like Zidane, yeah. Canadian player dreaming to go to Europe and then having the opportunity to play against those guys. That's 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 that's, that's what makes me uh, warm and fuzzy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was actually cool because I was saying to Craig, him and Julian had a lot in common. Julian, uh, Craig was the first Canadian born to play in the EPL. Julian, the first Canadian born to play in La Liga. Mm-hmm. Both won MVP of the Gold Cup. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, both came back, to, like Craig said, to get fuck all. <laughs> yeah, to get screwed over, get screwed over by the yeah. sports community. <laughs> I, I think as well, what, been the hot feelings. I, th- I think what a lot of people don't realize as well, and maybe Craig can attest to this a little bit more than me because I'm just a dumb English guy coming over from from over the pond, but. The Canadian fans and maybe even the, the media here in general don't understand the pressure the likes of Julian and Craig were on back home to play week in, week out and not go back to play for their country. But both of them made it a statement that they were proud to play for their country and play in tournaments. And fuck, I'm, I'm not harboring on. I've heard some really bad stories about the CSA and the way they, they, they treat their players back in the day and the way they... They used to travel like as a non-league team. But these are guys that were playing in the Premier League or La Liga, coming back because they were proud to be Canadian, coming back to play for their country. But I don't think people over here understand the the sacrifice that they had to put. Because it's not just flying over to Spain from England, which is an hour flight, or flying from the US to Canada. You're flying across a continent seven hours so a come and be ready for a, a big game, but B play your game and then go back home to play in the Premier League and expect to be on your best performing like quality of, of play just like that because none of the fans knew that they were going back to Canada to play for Canada. They just expected yeah, they West Ham fans expected Craig to be in goal between the posts and performing well. They had no idea he travelled thirteen fucking hours on planes, trains and automobiles yeah. to get back. Yeah. So Credit to you guys because that's what we want from the likes of Junior Hoylet. That's what we want from Alfonso Davis. That's what we want from Jonathan David. The younger guys coming through that are going to Europe, but still be proud to be, be playing. For yeah, Canada. and I think they, you know, and also I think there there is this belief in the squad right now that you know we're we're pretty good. Mm-hmm. We should be pretty good on paper. So the likes of a few of them that are sitting on the fence about different nationality and national teams with the World Cup in two, you know, twenty six. That's a that's a big draw. Whether we, you know, it's a we're gonna like that. They're gonna players are gonna enjoy that. So trying to qualify for twenty two with Alfonso and the excitement around them and David and some of these other players. I mean, there's a really tight team and they get along really well. And that's that's a really good starting point. Yeah, are you? I um, don't mean this in a bad way. Are you jealous to, to a degree? I mean, obviously you won a trophy with Canada, right? And that's right. historic. Um, but looking at how the game's grown since you won and seeing the players now playing for that Canadian national team, you must mm-hmm. think, man, it'd be fun playing behind those guys. Oh, yes. yeah, oh, That goes through my head all the time. That would be fun. Yeah. yeah. With, the, with the talent the, that you – we were always going into it, not 
you know, wondering if we were going to score. We we're always goal shy. You know, mm-hmm. Zero. Always start to stretching, de- Craig. Defending and dude, some yoga. Yeah. you could be back in it. Yeah, you're still six four. And yeah, a half, right? can is one, one injury one, away, Craig. I could probably, could probably play one bit. game every shrink <laughs> a couple of weeks. What? I'm shrinking. He's shrinking now. He's at that age. <laughs> a melting ice cream. He's cone. now a, a a diminutive six foot four. That's right. <laughs> I, would, I, I always wonder, Danny. Danny, you were you played on the under twenty one English team, right? Yeah. How close were you? playing on the national team not close at all like and it's one of my big regrets because i think when you get to the under 21 team you kind of take things for granted and you think i'm on the right pathway where other guys that i played with in that under 21 setup either filtered out and never ever played in the premier league or they moved on to be stellar starters for the national team and their, and their clubs and that was the real difference for me and, and I had other things going on in my life at the time I loved DJ and I loved music that was that was my big passion I loved football because of my dad it was in my culture from a young age but I just wish I put that little bit more into football and that little bit more time and I think I could have pushed through and I look at Peter Crouch who is a very similar to player to me and I could have pushed through and, and, and maybe have got to that, at least uh, England B, which was a, a team at the time. And who knows? But And a good podcast. And a good podcast. And Crouch is Crouch much better than ours. I'm going to try and get him on, actually. I need to try and contact him in the new year because he'd be fun. He'd be but great, no, yeah. That, that was, that's one of my biggest regrets, actually. But who are your, who are your contemporaries, though, you, if you're going for England? Um, Shearer, was that your kind of era? No. Was he, he a little was, bit he was younger? younger? He was a, right? Oh, Ian Wright? Shira was uh, was older than me. What am I talking about? You, so, is, so on my 21s team, I had the likes of Nicky Butt, Sol Campbell. Uh, who else? So it would have been Shira, though. was my age as well. Up front, though, who were you playing with? At the time, I was playing... Hes, Heskey was a, a, okay, Heskey. a couple of years younger than me, but he would already started coming into the group as well. We We had an okay group, but it wasn't an outstanding group. There was only like Nicky Bart. Scolzi in there? No, he was younger. Nicky Bart, Beckham, and Sol Campbell that went on to play regular football for, for England. Had decent careers. Decent, very good careers. But are you always being judged on the for that? Because England has, I mean, it must be completely different playing for Canada. There's the guys who are already in Europe, the guys who are playing MLS. And that's yeah, it kind of picks itself but a little bit. You, you what must have been being judged every week, week in, week out. So, or do they have like one big, hey, we're coming to camp and you get cut like they do for, I, I, I'm just wondering, I don't know. The how only way I can explain it is basically like the under 21s is, is, is very similar to the juniors at, at hockey at Christmas time, Craig, huh? Yeah. Would you, would you? Yeah. It's very similar to that. So you obviously have a big pool of players that are under an umbrella at a certain age and whether they were within a year or two years or, of each other those pool of players are assessed throughout the year. Now, if you're playing for your first team or if you're uh, playing for the under-23s of that club and being very successful or scoring goals or or being touted as the next player to go into your first team, that's basically what it is. And it's the same with the juniors. Those guys are all based upon going into the... They're in the OHL, but getting drafted for the next year of 
the NHL draft. So some of them are drafted already, right? They some of them, drafted, yeah. So, yeah. So I'm, I'm a little bit uh, experienced with all that stuff. So, but that's how I can kind of maybe familiarize and compare yeah. it with with what would a draft uh, work? Would a draft work in in European football? If every year the top eighteen-year-olds were, were drafted, and worst team in the Prem, worst team in the Syria gets the first pick, it'd be pretty cool. But it, it would never ever happen. Yeah, I think it's just too it's too fragmented. Like there's leagues everywhere. There's different structures. Mm-hmm. You've got different wage structures. How mm-hmm. much is that player going to get? Gonna, yeah, yeah. Know. Would their yeah would their league minimum be more than that league's minimum? You know, yeah. right. Also, also, European football is governed by European law, as opposed to North America, where you're kind of you're governed by this own little law you create yourselves. This little environment it's different over there, thanks to Mark Bosman. Yeah, who ruined also, it for everyone. Remember that the majority of clubs are now signing players at six and seven. <laughs> they're, they're, they're bringing players in at six and seven years old. Like Man City have an under fives team, oh, which God. is ludicrous to me. Like. I saw a team photo with the coaches, like, oh, out, and these kids are, like, five years on. Like, Is Phil Foden playing for that one last year? <laughs> Could have been, but that's how, how strong they're competing with each other now to try and nick that next Phil, no, uh, Phil Foden or that next Jadon Sancho. Mm-hmm. They do not want to lose that player, so they're bringing in players at a young age. They're spending or investing a lot of money into them. And to then say at seventeen, eighteen, they're going to go in the draft and go to this team. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just yeah. a totally different way of thinking over in Europe. At seven years old, what spot were you going to be amazing at? Well, what hockey? Was it hockey? Yeah, it's right yeah. in your face every single day. Yeah, every weekend in Canada. So that was you're, little, you're, you're playing you actually that sport? think that hockey is actually quite a big sport. That was was disappointing when I found out, like when I was ten or something like that, that. <laughs> It's a speck. It's really Canada and a couple other countries. All it does is cost soccer people their jobs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I have to say, hockey was one, but the not the sports that were affordable, hockey, soccer, I played soccer until I was 12, and baseball, because they were all the non-school sports until basketball, track, and ba- uh, football started, which and they always paid for equipment for football. Basketball followed it in mm-hmm. the school year, so I, it, you never played basketball, did you? Yeah, a little bit in uh, high school. Bit, yeah. yeah. So it was one of those things where you're like, you just follow what the curriculum of mm-hmm. back in the seventies and eighties did. But you usually pick one sport, even at seven, that you really love, right? So was hockey your sport? You loved hockey at that point. Yep. Yeah. So that was your sport. Yeah. And when you were seven, uh, it was always hockey, but uh, the other season was baseball. Yeah. I loved baseball. Okay. I loved hitting the JC. Uh, definitely dance. <laughs> dance was my thing. Um, TikTok. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, once TikTok came in, you know, a couple of years ago, I, I, fi- I, I came out of retirement briefly. Um, I didn't actually use the app. I just did it in front of the mirror and in front of my neighbors, which uh, generally got some good responses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Only- but you were naked at the time as yeah. well, mm-hmm. Jeff. So well, that's, that's the point. American Beauty. <laughs> was it a full-length mirror? <laughs> yeah. Just a half mirror. Well, I don't want to, you know, scare myself. <laughs> so Fair it's enough. definitely a half bear. Um, what kind of dance was it that you were? Interpretive dance. Interpretive. Uh, there was interpretive, a little bit of jazz. Uh, tap was more, uh, I didn't have the shoes, so it was more bare feet. <laughs> uh, I would just dance on pots and pans. Barefooted tap. 
Why yeah. didn't you have the shoes? Well, I did, I grew up, you know, in a not so affluent, oh, you know. So it's kind of like the it was a punky. Gola Gola boots with Danny. Yeah. <laughs> also, I have. I, it was your lucky. When I was ten years old, I had size thirteen feet, and that's that's the truth. So it should have been a full length mirror. Yeah. You're only, you're only five foot two. <laughs> five foot one and a half. Thank yeah. you very much. What are you guys doing up there? Well, that's nice, Jeff. Thanks. A little insight into Jeff's childhood. Yeah. That's why he called him the elephant man. Um, <laughs> uh, Deech, you seven football was you? Like, was it at that point you had made your mind up? At seven? Yeah. Who knows what the fuck you can do at seven? <laughs> no, but you, you at the time had a sport that you were playing that you loved more than. You had goal of boots by then, yeah. didn't you? No. Yeah, eight, nine. I had goal of boots. So before yeah. then, no boots. Daddy no was boots. shoplifting. He was fucking. <laughs> no, I wasn't. He was stealing no, tires. I wasn't. Breaking no. into school. He was spinning. That was his like dad. A really. Yeah. <laughs> I lived in a really cool area. Like it was so cool with the, the kids I grew up with. Like. All different backgrounds. Yeah. We had Moroccans. My best friend was from Jamaica. Africans, Portuguese, Italians, English. Who were the biggest toe rags ever? So basically, da- basically, <laughs> basically, the, the Wongs were there. Basically, right? Yeah, it was the like, Wongs. Yeah. Just... All my buddies were like Wonga. Like we just didn't know where we came from, but we all loved each other. And you don't care because no, you're just I hanging out with ca- your other non-tribal yeah. friends, right? But in school, so it's different. So in school, we had to play. And I was just going to ask you guys. In Canada, whether you had to play cricket. Oh, on Did you Canada? Have to play cricket? Oh, no. no. So cricket no. wasn't a thing. Never made it. Never. You never made it over, eh? That's weird. No. It's a good, that's a good one. But so it's just so much better than baseball. Yeah, we had to play cricket, rugby, which I fucking hated, and, and football. Yeah. 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 Football was like. They were the three sports, yeah, for sure. So Summertime was cricket and then rugby and football in the uh, winter. Charms, you liked rugby. Mm-hmm. Were you good at rugby? I know you. Make a joke, right? <laughs> no, obviously not. Like no, you know I was. Uh, no, uh, no, I was. I was uh, an average club player. And what about very cricket? average. I love cricket. I was damn good at cricket, but I've got another tragic story of cricket. <laughs> <laughs> I hate my Let's life. Bring it up. Hey, now, see this. Jeff, turn the lights down. Bro. So I was very shy. I, I may. I may have regaled this story before, right? But I was very shy as a kid, right? And then we're playing cricket, and it's trials, and I must have been 12 years old, whatever. And uh, I could play cricket. I was a great medium-fast bowler, could swing that thing, right? And I played, and I took like four or five wickets. I played really well, hit a few runs in this little trial match. And then uh, as I go off the field, my teacher goes, yeah, you, you know, make sure you give me your name afterwards for the list. I went, oh, great. I made, the, I made the team. So excited. So I go to his office, Mr. Nelson, Complete bastard. <laughs> Mr. Nelson, his name was. Probably dead now. <laughs> Hope he is, actually. Um, oh, and uh, I said, yeah, sir, sir, you wanted my name. He said, I know, I know your name. I've got it right here. And I saw him write down his name, Jade Humphreys. That's right. Oh. Right? Jade Humphreys could barely walk a straight line without falling over. He certainly wasn't taking fucking four wickets in a cricket match. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> he made the team. was giving him a little bit of a pocket. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Really? <laughs> yeah, and, and I didn't make the team. And it sent me back years. And your basketball? <laughs> My confidence. Career. What about your basketball? Never, never happened. Can you, can you shoot a foul? Uh, uh, like what a do you throw? think? A foul. A foul shot. I would love to see. <laughs> a foul throw? A foul throw. My kids laugh at me when I play basketball. Dude, this is. We were talking about what we could do digitally. I want to see you guys have a three point contest. No, you, three, you're yes, embarrassing. Go to the court. I'll be worse than you. I'll be worse than you. Like, they call me the brick. Charms wouldn't make it. <laughs> Air ball. Yeah. He's actually not a bad, bad ball player. He knows what he's doing. I can do the wristy thing. That thing there. What's it called? 
thrifty thing. For you. Finger roll? <laughs> That's picking up your next boyfriend. That's what that's called. Hello. <laughs> that's called, I think a lot of the guys that I used to dance with did that. What <laughs> was that? The dance crew. It was part of the dance moves when I was a kid. That's what we used to do. Was jazz hands. They're not jazz hands. Shams, I can just like see your... Vividly, your moments in school in in uh, England as like a series out of in between us. <laughs> briefcase wanker. Briefcase wanker. Yeah, yeah. I had a briefcase for a while actually. <laughs> did you really? We, every, we, everyone did. Everyone did. It was a fashionable uh, thing for a while there. But my, my dad gave me his old briefcase, his old beaten up old thing. This old yeah. beaten up yes, old thing we'll was terrible. Be together for a million more. Uh, what yeah. the hell are you talking about? No idea who he is. Don't know what you're talking about. I never had a fight. I never had a briefcase. No one, no one at that age should have a briefcase. No, it was a thing in the school. It was kind of fashionable. So I got one of my dad's old that. ones. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, they were cool. What did you have in your briefcase? Nothing. <laughs> a sandwich. Yeah, a sandwich. <laughs> ham sandwich. <laughs> English sandwich. You know, one piece of ham and a bit of butter yeah. on either yeah. side. <laughs> Cut squares, triangles. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cut off the crust. Uh, White bread. Oh, we have to <laughs> shout out to Buffalo Mike too. Oh right. Yeah, remember Buffalo Mike. Much too yeah. close to the microphone. Yeah, Michael Mike Walsh. Yeah, but I think it's Craig. You know when it's three of you guys talking? I just heard Craig breathing deep, and Ooh. I gave him the windsock. I thought it was going to go to Danny, but it's you. It's it's Craig and his. Are heavy we getting breathing. some good questions from the uh, three point? Mi- Michael Walsh is saying <laughs> no, we're not. Um, <laughs> Michael Walsh three point contest is who can point at three discrete things without getting one wrong. Hey. What does that mean? I don't, I'm not sure. I, Elaborate, big... Buffalo Mike. <laughs> is that always oh, Mike, Michael Walsh? Is that Buffalo Mike? Yeah, that's okay. Buffalo Mike. Yeah, Buffalo and, Mike, and, can and, you elaborate? And Dunny wants us to do more TikTok. Shouldn't he be here by now, Dunlop? We invited him down here. He says he's upset TikTok that we're would not be... wearing a yellow jersey because it's transfer day today. Don't know what that means. Transfer deadline day. Theo Walcott, Southampton. That's the big one. <laughs> Cavani to Man United. What do you think about that? Now, I, I like Cavani. He's a wonderful player. He's getting old now. But is he what they need? No, they need defenders. Yeah. After yeah. the weekend. Yeah. Seems like they've blown the window again, doesn't it? I know they've got De- Van der Beek. That's a decent signing. they got... Um, TLS. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Everton did all their work, right? They've never... They didn't buy do anybody today, did they? Who's that, sorry? Everton. Why would they? Well, haven't they? I told you. They bought... They bought a centre back from Norwich. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Lewis. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's good. Twenty million. Yeah, I told you about Calvert Lewin, eh? You did. <laughs> I was looking, talking about goalkeepers, by the way, at Man United. So I was looking at uh, a tweet from, I think it was like uh, the Athletic, and um, they said that David De Gea is on three hundred and fifty grand a week. Um, the boy, the young boy from Sheffield United that was on loan last year, is it H- not Henderson? Is it Henderson, Henderson, yeah. Henderson is on 150 grand a week they just to a new deal. And then you have Romero, who they were trying to get rid of today at 80 grand a week. Is he still there? He yeah, didn't move? trying to get rid of him wow. from today. So he's on, f- so they're spending on goalkeepers per week 560 grand a week on goalkeepers. Wow. <laughs> Start it's stretching, Craig. It's, it's, it's a dream. I'm going to. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> you, 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 you're just 20 years too soon, eh? 20 years too soon. Hey, you ran everybody's too soon. You ran yeah, to the every pizza generation. shop last week, the pizza store, didn't you? 
I what? You rented a. a yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> Still recovering. <laughs> Still stretching. I had pains in like my shins and stuff. I don't know what was oh, going on. It's every morning. Yeah, you get used to it after a while. Yeah. CBD, <laughs> CBD oil is not helping. Sure. No, I know. It's not helping. No, not not the THC, but uh, it's a lot more fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, there was a going that. Hilarious, but oh yeah, you know, I saw a great um, graphic on I think it was in Premier League TV via the zone, um, looking at the different players by position at United and what they spent. Right, these are high end players worth a lot of money, you know, 80, 90, 50, 40, 70 million, right? And, and they're still taking a regression, it seems like. Is it Ole Gunnar Solskjaer? Is he now on the hot seat? The mirror's reporting that Pochettino's being contacted. Surely. Now is the time. If you want Poch, you grab him while he's available. And he's better than Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, isn't he? Has to be. Yeah, I mean, that's it's a result-driven business. So we've seen it happen since Alex Ferguson left Manchester United. It's just been a revolving door of different managers that come. Um, it's a tough situation for them right now. They spend money, though. That's the thing. They spend money, and a good coach will make those players and better. They, and they actually looked as though they had turned the corner. It did. They were heading, I mean, before the season started, we're looking at it going, yeah, they're going to be challenging for top three and should be, right? Mm-hmm. And now it's like, now it's kind of... Relegation. Backward. <laughs> Relegation. The Premier League table's all upside down, though, isn't it? Like, it's just incredible. You look at well, it. There's a good question on the screen. Buffalo Mike just threw it out. Charms. Okay, Mike, uh, Buffalo Mike, would you hire a 40-year-old Messi at 450 a week? I'm assuming that's 1000 per week. Otherwise, for sure. Uh, for a couple of months, or pay a real keeper that much a year at maybe MLS level. Mike, what's going on, Mike? Are you drinking as well? Yeah, he's drinking. Would you hire a 40-year-old Messi at 450 yeah, a week for a question. couple of months, yeah. or pay a real keeper that much a year at maybe MLS level? At maybe MLS level. No, I think you can pull a keeper out of the league or in North America, a good standard keeper, and you can get him for like 100, 150. Then you spend the rest of your money on Messi. 40 year old, he'll still, he'll still walk this league with a cigar and a little tequila in his hand. And just the fact that you had him at your club. Bums on seats, TV, oh, everything. Everything, yeah. I mean, the jerseys. Jerseys, kids. yeah. Remember we were talking about uh, yeah. who's the... Uh, Korean guy, so son, son, son. Yeah. Craig, and you guys were talking about him opening up the market in like in Asia for in sure. Asia. Yeah, how amazing! Like the first guy was actually um, at Manchester United Park, who's the first Asian to play for Manchester United, and the sales of Manchester United jerseys in Asia outsold. The whole of Europe, yeah, which is crazy. Yeah. So if you're a player from somewhere like Canada and you've got and you're the same quality as that Asian player, you got no shot because they're going to look at the financial oh, you've benefits. Got a shot, but they're going to they're going to spell your name wrong. <laughs> Get the wrong order of names. But is that the same in in other sports like basketball and baseball? I know baseball. Yes. They no. they bring Japanese pitchers. Well, in. hold on a minute. Well, Yao Ming. Yao Ming. Yao Ming was Yao a Ming. was a great example of the the problem is it's the basketball isn't as it's not as yeah. universal. Yeah. And it's like 
footy, football, soccer, whatever we want to call it, is one league that touches everybody. Yeah. And basketball, as much as it's growing and is the second fastest, doesn't mm. it can't keep up that way. Not on a marketing level, not on an e- economic level. Just because all the best players, there's like three, you know, there's some giants out of Lithuania with great yeah. skill and out of Europe. But really, the best players come out of the United States still. You know, as going to the women's side of things now, um, as, as women's soccer, you know, in the Premier League start embracing it more and more, here's uh, one courtesy of our, our good friend Grant Wall. Um, sales of Christian Press, uh, Christian Press and Tobin Heath shirts outsold any of those of Manchester United men's players for the first three days after their high-profile signings. So two women's players yeah. outsold men's Shirt sales. American players that yeah. signed for United. Yeah. That's amazing. United, Think yeah. about that. United haven't been big on the women's uh, game. No, they they they're like latecomers, aren't they, Craig? Yeah. And now they City are right, right into it. Yeah, City are right into it. Chelsea are right into it. Yeah, City got a good team. Liverpool have been late to the game as well. I don't think Liverpool actually have a team. They do, but they uh, they haven't invested heavily in it, yeah. and they don't even train at Melwood. I don't think they even play in the I prim. think they got dropped down yeah. last season. Yeah. Yeah, there's a bigger controversy about the, the budgets, the men's compared to the women's at Liverpool and how the, the club's not committed at all to the women's side of things. So yeah. which I think they're gonna they're they're gonna face that hurdle for a number of years. But to have a women's Premier League is fantastic. To have players coming over from the States is great. Um I think even though it didn't work out having Phil Neville as the head coach of England <clears throat> raised the bar a little bit for the yep. game in, in England itself because there's still some snobbery towards women's football in England. Yep. But they're starting to get behind it, which I'm 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 happy with. Yeah. Um back to uh United quickly here though. I mean well, hang on before we get off the women's subject about Man City oh, sports now have the rights to the Super League. Mm-hmm. So I was watching some Man City they were playing uh Yesterday, and Janine Becky was playing for Man City. By the way, she's taken her game to another level. Has she? Yeah. 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 She was really impressive. Do you think that's being over there, Craig, or do you think that's just her maturing as a player, the development All of better? It. She's in great environments and good players. They play a really good brand, like really good. They won 4 1 or something, should have won by more. <clears throat> but well, she's all over the place. Is there two yeah. Canadians that play for City? Or is it just one? Um, I thought there was another one. Yeah. Let me look. Yeah, I, thought that, I know that. I know that Spurs have signed. Um, is it Alex Morgan? Yes. So they've signed Alex Morgan, yeah, she, which is a big sign. Yeah, for them. that's who they, that's who Man City beat yesterday. She yeah. didn't play. She's not playing yet, but yeah, crushed them. It's come a long way, and the minute the Premier League start paying interest in the women's game, which they are now, finally, it's well, going to become the destination, isn't like, it? I mean, it wasn't that many years ago. It was somewhat outside of the top level. It was unwatchable, mm-hmm. and that's changed. Like it's like I actually really, it's just slightly slower, obviously, than the men's game, but very interesting to watch how things move around tactically because it's slightly slower. You can actually understand it. You the average actually, person can, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Really that's a good point, that. actually. You know, I, I have difficulty watching a game on TV and really breaking down it tactically. It's not my thing, yeah. but I find it because it is so fast-paced the men's game. But perhaps a slightly slower. Technically, it's the same. There's no reason why it can't be the same. No, right? It's just purely all around. They they try to do the same things as the 
the first Man City men's team. Mm-hmm. But keep, doesn't it, get, it come down to, at the end of it, like, hey, let's, the best athletes who, like, if it's a popular sport and a sport that there's an opportunity to be a pro, all of a sudden, if EPL, like Charm said, starts paying more attention to it, great athletes, whatever, male or female, are going to start playing it more. And then, you know, like you said, Craig always talks about, hey, it's great to have, like, play a you know, a number of different sports. And, you know, this is the difference between, a, you know, a track athlete all of a sudden, hey, I'm going to play soccer too this year. Or someone who plays volleyball, I'm going to try, like, that is when you're going to get an opportunity because you, you, you're you going to excel at another sport that you may not have tried. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I still find, and I am, I, I sound patronized in talking about it because I just don't know enough about women's soccer. I fully admit it. You know, obviously I covered the women's game nationally for, for a number of years. That aside, I don't know the club level at all. And that's that most people in this game, the very few, you know, in the media game in this country and even overseas actually really understand it and, and watch it and know it closely. That's got to change and it will change. We, we will get on, we mentioned it before, we will get on Carmelina Moscato soon to this show because she is like, you want to understand women's soccer and where it's at and where it's going to go? She's the one. She is. And, and she'll be the one we'll, we'll talk to and get on real soon. She's great. Yeah. And just football in general, actually, because Con knows football in general, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, but she knows the landscape in Canada and the yeah. challenges of the women's game. And, yeah. Well, she's a League One Ontario commissioner on the women's yeah, side, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, she's uh, she's very smart, <clears throat> and hopefully, uh, she can make some headway in a very difficult situation for the women's game. But overall, yeah. like it's good to see them playing, and Canada will benefit from these leagues too, right? With the the girl at uh, Lille, yeah, or Lyon. Leon, yeah. Well, it's good to see that in a national network that champions all things soccer is, is taken under its wing. Yeah, exactly. We've got the Bundesliga sports then. Charles, we got Super Ivan. Home of football. We got Ivan. Ivan's a, a, Ivan's a, hey, Ivan. He's a regular. He's a good Ivan. guy. Dobro. Dobro. <laughs> uh, what's, what's, uh, how important do you boys think that a Canadian team in NWSL or women's CPR? Okay, yeah. We're kind of touched upon that we're going to get Carmelina on to talk about it with uh, some real intelligence at some point she's got a great ideology regarding growing the game professionally in Canada yeah. which might be a few years off still perhaps well, I think I mean the challenge for her short term is COVID too like mm-hmm. what are they, yeah. what are they <laughs> supposed to do like when is yeah. when are things going to move when do we do things a year from now she's the she's the perfect person to be in that role though she her experience and her knowledge for for the game and yeah john herman knew that too he saw that in her and even though they clashed at times he still knew what she's very knowledgeable very 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 good with with just her tactical understanding of stuff as well and as i said she's really trying to build something covid has hit this year and it's put a back burner to things but she's going to try and move things forwards and i think with league one and even with cpo in the future they yeah. have to start thinking about having a women's program for each club let me ask you this as former players how important do you think it is that former players get those roles as opposed to someone that might be an academic might have been a you know within the game but never played the game at a high level how important is it to be what if they gave the shot to Sherms and not to Forrest <laughs> that's what he's asking is that what you asked <laughs> yeah exactly exactly James no. Sherman, head of the Canadian Soccer Association no no thank you very much <laughs> yeah. no but I wonder I mean, I mean there's obviously there's going to be a stigma attached to those that haven't played the game 
right? Be it in the media, be it outside the media. Do you think people that have been in the game have to be involved and they get more credibility than those that don't? At the very top level, you mean? Or sure. Just, yeah. Um, they have a head start, but there's no there's no rhyme or reason to it. I mean, a guy like Jose Mourinho never played at the top level, even close, but he got into coaching at a very young age, got himself attached to Bobby Robson, moved around with him, learning the game. Bobby Robson obviously understood that, hey, this guy's not just an interpreter. He's got some ability here as well. Mm-hmm. So it can happen. Um, but you're always going to get your foot in the door a little bit quicker as a former player, I would yeah. say. Yeah. But it's not imperative, I don't think. I mean, I, I was working with some goalkeeper coaches yesterday who, in Ontario, have all done amazing jobs themselves, but have now sort of put a group together of all the best goalkeeper coaches, or very good ones, that want to join forces to be a unit and work together in development of goalkeepers. I thought it's a fantastic idea. None of these guys played at a very high level. So, so explain to me, sorry, so they want to form a group. Yeah, they to, formed to, a group, to, basically. To they were doing their own thing all Goal, over the city. All goalkeepers over. Union. Goalkeepers <laughs> Union, basically, of goalkeeper yeah. coaches coming together, offering up services and, and opportunities for coaches. So, uh, so a club across. says, you know, we need some help with our goalkeepers. They approach this group and say, you know, we want help. Who do you have? And sure. Okay. And then they'll also try to educate because there is a, they're, they are back. Uh, they're not nearly as forward uh, for thinking in the goalkeeper side of things as they are in the, in the uh, out players, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, most of these guys, even the older guys, said, you remember growing up and there's never a goalkeeper coach. No, I'm going to say. Just stand in that and take shots. But there's more to it, though. The there's, time, but there's so much more to it than that, though. You would think it'd right. be a natural position to have a coach for, as far as angles, positioning. Well, it was finances, you know, whether they would pay the extra money for a coach, even the professional level. Ipswich, when they finally got a goalkeeper coach, and that was after the the, the glory years, um, he was doing a bunch of clubs in the area. So he would do a deal that I would come to Ipswich for twice a week. I'd go to Norwich, I'd go to Peterborough, I'd go to Northampton, go to Cambridge. So I had that East Anglia situation mm-hmm. set up. So he was working in multiple clubs. Not one club would pay him. Now it's all changed. Everybody's got their own goalkeeper coach yeah. full time. What would it cost to get Craig Forrest to your club? Say I'm a club and I'm listening right now and I my goalkeepers are terrible. Awful. What, I want Craig what club Forrest. are you talking about? Barry? <laughs> no, with, no. with the Guzman? No, I didn't. I have, they haven't got a club yet. They haven't got a team yet. <laughs> yeah, right. um, Pizza. So, <laughs> Pizza or tequila. Or tequila. Is, that, is that what it is? <laughs> you'll, you'll take a nice bottle of tequila and that'll do it. Pizza. Oh, it, would it, would be fun. <laughs> it would be fun being a Premier League goalkeeper coach. Greg, Greg you have to tell yeah. them about your uh, General Town chicken if we're gonna if we're going to talk about this. What, the other day? Yeah, need to hear this story. <laughs> <laughs> just there's a little what bit slow. This? General Chow Chicken. General Chow's. Yeah. Not Chow. So you were hungry. Sorry. <laughs> He's a little guy. He's, you were hungry. What happened? Well, I just went and ordered this Chinese. They said, come back in 20 minutes. Come back in 20. And I was sitting there for another 20 minutes. And eventually I'm like, excuse me. She's like, what? I'm like, General Chow's? Beef and broccoli? She went, oh, no. There's a guy that looked like you with a hat on that no. that I gave it to. <laughs> so I'm like, Shut up. oh, and you, you paid, already me? paid. Now for I'm it? 45. Oh yeah, now I'm 45 minutes in, and now I've already paid for it. So she's like, I'll make you a fresh one. Okay, so I guess I come back in 20 minutes. So no way. Talk, talk about that. <laughs> no way. There just happened to be a cannabis place right next door. Oh. Just happened to be. <laughs> so I've been there for 45 minutes. So I figured, well, what am I going to do for another 20? So. 
Go, go in there and get a little PR and tr- try it out because I've never tried it before. Of course. And PR it, means pre-roll, everybody. Pre-roll, yeah. Pre-roll. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, you know, so that made the 20 minutes R- pass R- Ricky by. would know that, though, of course. Permanent resident. Too. As I'm walking around the back alleys behind the Chinese restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> but the, 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 so then when I go back in and get my order, right, guess who comes in? The guy the with guy. the hat. No. He's freaking Asian. He looks nothing like me. <laughs> he's, he's, he's got a hat on. That's about the only thing. He's got a hat. But you, you were wearing a hat? Yes, that's it. That was and he was only, wearing a hat. She said, oh, you, you look alike. She he's not six foot five. No, he was five foot two. And he's Asian. Yes. <laughs> and he, I knew it was him because I could see him come in with the bag, right? Was it Wonger? <laughs> it wasn't well, Wonger. He had a mask on. It could have been Wonger. Yeah, no, Wonger wouldn't have brought it back. He would have ate it. <laughs> eaten it in front of him. So he brought it back because he felt this is he not He brought mine. it back. And then she what says, a nice guy. She goes, oh, here's your, your order, previous order. I'm like, oh, okay. And I'm thinking, well, was it all you there? made a fresh one. So mm. she says, uh... uh Oh, I made a fresh one. She walks in the back. 30 seconds later, she comes back out with the same fucking bag. <laughs> I know it was the same bag. She goes, oh, a fresh one. I'm like, it's that's no fresh. On it. <laughs> with a tick on it that he had on his receipt when she took it away. Been half eaten as yeah. well. <laughs> and I put my hand on it. was all lukewarm. Uh, like, Dude, this has been around the city yeah, for 45 she's minutes. Just, but at that point. You don't care because you had to eat something. Yeah, that's right. At that, yeah, point, at that I, point, at that point, I was just gonna get some. Pound of weed. Yeah, I was gonna get a free roll. Yeah, gonna get some Doritos. We're an hour and fifteen minutes. Are we really? Yeah. We've like talked about nothing today. Nothing. We keep going. Let's <laughs> go. <laughs> we keep rolling. Till the beer. Keep rolling. <laughs> I should get one more, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is the lagered ale. Ooh, this is interesting. Well, as long as we're asking, as enough. long as I'm ap- yeah. asking uh, probing questions, Charms. Yeah. When I used to watch you on TV when you were at the score, you did. You were the guy. I was. Well, we, Craig and I used to gamble, and we used to watch. Remember the horse racing Sunday Sunday ticker. No. Oh, no. Not that degenerate. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. He, he's a bit of a... Back alleys buying William Chinese William restaurants smoking weed. I went over to his house one time. He has a William Hill account. He's playing a $4 game. He goes, okay, I'm going to go shower. And I sit there and he goes, oh, play for me. And I'm like, yes, we're both okay poker players. But I'm like, dude, you don't just leave me. Like, <laughs> the worst guy. I'm like, bet 700 All in. <laughs> yeah. Come, come back sh- down from a shower and say, how is it going? Chubby. We're out. I don't mean that meanly. But were you a chubbier kid, like, like growing up? <laughs> were you? That comes from nowhere. Oh, this were you fat? Well, were you a disgusting fat pig? No, he didn't say disgusting. He just said fat, fat. basically. <laughs> Maybe that would explain. Fat. You know, but the TV, the camera does add it sixty does. pounds. Seventy? I said sixty. Bogo seventy. It does though, because often people say to me, "Oh, you're you're not as fat as you look on TV." Oh, thanks. I'm beside two bean poles usually. Forrest and Dickio, number one. But the camera does flatten you out. No, 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 you and talking, flatten you. I'm not talking sports now. No, no, no. But, um, Back in the day. Oh, there it is. Look. I'm not fat. They look good, though. I'd, I'd do that. Look at that barnet and that, that cheesy grin. <laughs> no, I was never fat. Right. I didn't Jesus. say you were fat. Well, I pretty said, much. Were, no, I, I Big boned. No, no. It's a little Big, chubby checker. Yeah, were you a little... Like, <laughs> were you a chubby kid? I was a chubby kid. No, I wasn't a chubby kid. No, you lost 15. You was a chubby kid. You know, I lost 15 pounds during COVID. until you did. Um, I was the chubby. I, you know, I, you know, I was, I was a skinny fat man, That's skinny yeah. fat man, the most hated man in the world, because you know, you know, I'm not fat, but you know, I'm perhaps a little bit softer in places than I should be at times. At times during my score era, and now, 
<laughs> no, I was, no, I was never chubby, I don't think. You've but, never, uh, no, but that's what I'm saying. You've never looked better. <laughs> you've never looked better. Oh, thanks, pal. I'm the asshole. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. It is kind of asshole, though, so, isn't it, eh? Well, yeah. Thank God there's no camera on me. <laughs> <laughs> As I switched to skinny fuckers. <laughs> I don't know where to go from there. Well, it's interesting. Yeah. Why is it all right to call guys skinny and then people get all upset with being called fat? <laughs> That's a good point, actually. Yeah. Well, I'd rather be skinny than fat, though. Wouldn't you? Yeah, but well, it's you almost are. like people look so, yeah, yeah, yeah. We can, we can take the mick out of you because you're He's, a big skinny guy. Yeah. But a... Uh, would you rather be happy and fat or skinny and sad? I don't think you could be happy and fat. <laughs> yes, you can. Can you? Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. You can be happy. Deep down yourself. inside? I don't believe that. You're jovial, but it's a mask. <laughs> you oh, my God. <laughs> Are you talking through experience? According <laughs> <laughs> to Wonga. No. Um, so, so happy and fat or skinny and sad? Of course, happy and fat. Yeah. You're happy. Look at Fat Ronaldo. He's happy. He's, he's very happy. Ronaldo, yeah. Yeah. Well, he's lighting it up in the casinos. Oh shit! Yeah, did you see that casino thing up in Markham? Oh, I wanted. I can't believe we never heard it's about amazing, it. Amazing. How yeah. come I wasn't? Invited? How comes you Why weren't invited? We in the loop? Because not being funny, but there were Asians up there, Dan. So it's all Asians. Yeah. So how did you not get the invite? Well, this is the problem. <laughs> this is the problem with was it an Asian gambling thing? It, yeah, yeah. Was it? It was Dude. a nine billion dollar mansion. Well, yeah. I saw the house and everything. I was like, and they reckon they they seized like two million dollars in cash. It's a huge place, wasn't it? Yeah. Alcohol worth like a million. Now they're now they're getting into seeing whether there was like sex trafficking and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. All, they right. ran it like it was like you know. Casino attached to some Vegas place. Like, How did they think they'd get crazy. away with that? What well, he did? They did for how Someone's long? Gonna, I know. They reckon they were watching it for the last four months. Someone's gonna even let it. It only go. takes one guy come out of there that's lost a lot of money. That yeah, right. Blow it all. The membership yeah. thing as well. I wonder hmm. if Drake was there. <laughs> I think Drizzy was there. Uh, were there younger looking girls there? I don't know. He's, he's got <laughs> a big place. He's got a big place in a uh, bridal path. Yeah, he has, isn't he? Yeah. Well, Craig and I went to uh, went and golfed a couple of weeks ago, and we drove by Elton John's and David Furnish's place. Yeah, it's got a big place. Bloomington Side Road, Blooming, yeah. Bloomington. Bloomington Side Road, yeah. And my God, it looks like uh, Walt Disney World yeah. up there. It's got the little peaks and the flags and a bit. Yeah. It was and fence. Like it's yeah, security. It's all over the place, and all of a sudden it's like a fence, and everything's manicured. Yeah. I got an email from Elton this week, actually. No, because I bought tickets to his concert this year, and uh, so he wrote to me personally, as he did every other person. That well, they, he originally wrote to me and twenty thousand other people with tickets, and said that you know we're going to be performing next year instead, twenty twenty one. Now it's going to be twenty twenty two, when he's like one hundred and thirty three. Right. I'm concerned at this point. I'll favorite, never see him. Favorite Elton song. Oh, that's a great question. Um, probably Jeff Yellow Brick. Sure. Probably Yellow Brick Road. I love that. It's Yellow incredible. Yeah. Goodbye, Yellow Brick Road. Yeah. It's brilliant. I thought that was from The Wizard of Oz. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, yeah. Yellow Brick What's Road. What's your favorite Elton song? Well, mine, based on the amount of um, <laughs> hardship and struggle I've gone through through my dance career, <laughs> as well as my whatever this is that I'm doing. Yeah. Um, it's I'm just st- one big struggle. Yeah. But <laughs> I'm still standing. Yeah. 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 Oh, 
Oh, no. No, oh, it's, it's the deck chairs, okay. right? It's 80s. 80s. Early oh, okay. 80s. No All right, 80s. so just, I was talking in, in my uh, kitchen today, right, you know, my pie company, a couple of young guys working there for us, and, and one of them is no nine, he's 19, no, they're, to, they're talking about sports, and he goes, about Randy Moss, he goes, yeah, Randy Moss, there's some football player in the 80s. Randy Moss, 80s? Yeah, that's what he thought. I said, he's not from the 80s, for Christ's sakes. No. It's like late 90s, right? Put your, hand up. Right? Put your late, hand up if you I'm need I'm good, drink. I'm good, I'm good. Late 90s, 2000s, no, right, Randy yeah, Moss? Randy Moss was yeah. in the 80s. Yeah. 90s, 2000s, yeah. Yeah, so kids don't don't get it. They don't no. get Have we ever spoken less about sport in a podcast? It's good. Whispering Man. I'm quite, yeah. I think, I think we, we forgot uh, that they were still man. rolling. Yeah, that's my yeah. Rocket Man. That's a cliche, though. Everyone says that. No. Daniel's a lovely yeah. song, isn't it? Cheesy. It's a little cheesy. Oh, yeah, Daniel. It's too cheesy. yeah, but I always like Rocket Man because it was very hopeful. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, man. Have you seen the movie? Have you seen this movie, Rocket Man? I, you know what? Superb. Yeah. Loved it. Good, very good. Fell asleep. Uh, I know. The guy was really, really good. good. He well. was outstanding. Yeah. yeah. That guy's a, he's a great actor. He uh, actually performed with Elton just before COVID. I think it was. You can find it's it on YouTube. It's great. Uh, from the Kingsman, yeah. Yes. From the Kingsman yes. movie. Is he? I don't know. English boy. Yeah. Well, South I was wondering. You guys, that whole, you know, that whole Kingsman thing with the sweats the and all that kind yeah. of stuff. What, are, is that real? Are, is that how people act? Yeah. Yeah? So there's a street in um, London called Savile Row where all the suits, oh, the tailored suits yeah. are all made. And that's obviously where the gentleman, the Kingsman's fake stories and right. all the stuff. What is Kinsman? I, I haven't, haven't seen that. Kingsman? No, is it oh, it's a movie great. or a series? You'd love it. Yeah. You'd love it. It's a movie. Yeah. But Michael Caine's in it. Oh, is he? The other guys, though. Hmm. It's the kids in the in the tracksuits. And there, are there yeah. always kids yeah. acting up? And yeah. That's London. They, you get yelled at by It's very much street. like London, that. Yeah? yeah. Very that, much. Look, we all, we all get it, but it was always one of those things where you're like, is that really what it is? Yeah. It's very, very. Uh, so a lot true. of tracksuits, baseball cap, flat cap. <laughs> oh yeah, okay. It's like a modern day piggy blinders. Yeah, based in know. London. <laughs> based in London, but J- in Jimmy Savile has nothing to do with it, right? No, just Savile Row. Don't mention that. Okay. <laughs> Stay well Jimmy away from Savile. that. <laughs> Jimmy, back in Jimmy. Um, we should probably call it quits sometime soon. No, no. Well, at this point we just like it's like we're at a bar. Who cares? All right, we're just we talking. We spoke about Deej, football. No, I know. Deej we Deej haven't. Can still talk. Craig just needs a smoke of some kind. He needs something. <laughs> Down that wardrobe. <laughs> Try and open the window, Craig. Wardrobe's it's not. Uh, uh, wardrobe's it's like not. Buffalo, Buffalo Mike. So, how does everyone feel about soccer? <laughs> <laughs> good question, Mike. It's a good question. Um, hey, Mike. Eh. Although we should also take it or leave it at this point. Once again, we're not sure who's the heavy breather. You blame Dikio. Yeah, but I think it's Forrest. Yeah, I, I really do. You know, he's. I think he has the COVID, and we don't know about it. I want to ask a question to Buffalo Mike. Okay, Mike. Here it's coming. Buffalo Mike. Where does your name reside from? Is it from the great film of <laughs> Chianti? <laughs> or is it because you live in Buffalo? Please let us know. Neither. That's actually a good one. That's a good um, well, there's a slight, there's going to be a delay. So. Like a, there's a poll up here, I see. Who would you like to grab a pint with most? Danny, Craig, or James? It's a poll? Yeah. I answered it. Oh, did you? Yeah. 
It's probably like four votes. <laughs> <laughs> Quite serious it's about Dan that. Wong. It's got to be Dan. It is. Yeah. Wonger. Time lag. <laughs> and we're quiet. This is good. This is yeah, nice. you know when people are quiet on FaceTime and Facebook, it's perfect. <laughs> Look at that mask. It's sitting in the front. It's very metaphorical. Isn't it? It's that yeah. COVID mask. Yeah. Like Bur- uh, Borat. Oh, there we go. See Borat's in movie? Oh, Deech. Deech. Oh, he does not So that means he is a big fan of the lector. The lector. The lector. Wearing yeah. people's skin. Maybe like buffalo wings. <laughs> Could be. He's the lector. He's on all caps as well. He's like, that's yeah. a- <laughs> I do not live in Buffalo. <laughs> Definite no. Okay, I'm going to throw out only because uh, we haven't talked in about 30 seconds. Where do we want to be in a year? What do we want to be doing in a year? With this show, with our careers, do you want to be doing soccer? Do you want to be, you want to be coaching? Do you want to be on air? Jeff, do you want to be doing? Uh, hey, strictly, so you know, strictly dancing. People don't always know this. People don't always know this about strictly dancing. Um, but Jeff Cole is the voice of uh, Border Security Canada. It's called Border Patrol and Border Patrol US, oh, right? Is it really? No, Border Security. <laughs> it's, it's none of them. So this look, and then the, the poll came up. Fifty yeah. percent want to have a pint with Danny. Oh, 17% yeah. Seventeen percent with Craig. The, the night is still young. Thirty-three percent with James. <laughs> but I you know guarantee what? you that if it was who wants to have a smoke, it, Craig would be yes, ninety-six percent. Exactly. <laughs> Craig, you're a bit of a dud. What's going it looks on? Looks like it. <laughs> <laughs> He's a gold cup champion for yeah, Christ's sake. You voted like three times. I did. I did. And then <laughs> Jeff voted once, and that's it. Yeah, that's right. That's actually the numbers. <laughs> Back to, no. back to where Jeff's... Okay. Uh, no, no. So, Jeff we, we really is... Strictly come dancing. Yeah. In a year's time. Year's time, Jeff. What do you want to be doing? Dancing. I know, but do you want to be on that uh, dancing show? my own dancing. You could actually be... You could. You see the celebrities that dancing with the stars? Yeah. They're not stars anymore. Listen. And I love Jeff. But he could actually be one of them. Well, that's the thing, I guess. That's hey, the voice of Border Patrol. Yeah, what's a Border Patrol? Yeah, voted off first day. This next guest needs no introduction. The voice of Border Patrol. Oh my God, it's that guy, with the amazing pipes. Great voice. Can't dance worth shit, but he's got great pipes. Year, the next year, what do we want to have accomplished? Me. No, I'm, oh Jeff. Jeff still has yeah. to go because we just. I just, I just told you, I want to dance, and I want to be. I want to dance. <laughs> I want to dance. No, honestly, I think. I, I mean, I've been earning a great living. My five percent here at Footy Prime, the podcast. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to continue to earn my five percent, and I think that within a year, I will have earned five percent <laughs> of everything that we have pulled in so far. And well, you're welcome, Jeff. Yeah. So I and I get to hang out with dudes. Instead of, just, instead of all my dance ladies. ladies. <laughs> so that's my answer. That's a good answer. James, how about you? <laughs> Pass it on. Porn, I guess. <laughs> You're going to go into that? I may as well at this point. Hey, you know, alive. fat porn's a big thing, apparently. Thing. <laughs> you know, obesity porn. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially fat midgets. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> I'll be the tallest midget in the world. <laughs> and the fattest. Dude, I don't know if I want the same guy making my pies. 
in porn. Yeah, I probably should have kept that separate, shouldn't I? Yeah, I should have kept that separate. Yeah. Separate. There's a difference between baking pies and baking pies. <laughs> As we get going. A year later. Danny? <laughs> I want to DJ. I want to DJ uh, Jeff's dance studio. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, you want to supply the music? Yeah, because he says he dances with a lot of ladies. Is that? Well, they look like ladies. <laughs> they're wearing makeup. That I can say. So they're not ladies. Well, we don't know. It's, it's <laughs> That's not my fine. place to ask, and I don't think in this day and age you're allowed to say like. Uh, you just gotta. You know, to roll the dice and okay. see what you get. Sometimes it's like, oh, there's nothing there. Sometimes it's like, oh, shit. A whole bag of I wasn't expecting that. But, you know, but at least you, at least they're there. So I think this has proven that we definitely need more JC on this podcast. Yes. Oh, always. And finally, after a year, we have six mics. Finally. <laughs> or five. Or five people. We got one over here. We got one waiting. We got a freebie over here. Mike. Buffalo Mike still... He's making Trash his way right. from Buffalo. He no, says, he, still, he, says he has a seat cushion still from yeah. your uh, first game. Oh, nice. First goal. No, first goal. First goal. Because it was like 10 games in. <laughs> <laughs> and you were calling Not Danny's career, but... Yes. Uh, yes. I was calling it. There's some 360 going on. It was amazing. Hey, you have to ask uh, Craig. What do you- Craig, so I've gone from DJing in Ibiza to DJing in Jeff's dance studio. Yeah. What it's would you like to be doing studio. in a year's time? Mm. Are doing anything as long as COVID's not around? Yes. Oh, that's so philosophical. That's too serious. Wow. Is it? Yeah. It sucks dick kind this of. COVID shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's awful. His hair fell out during this whole yeah. time. We both shaved our heads during COVID. Yeah. Oh, that's past year. <laughs> Danny and I both uh, darkened our beards yeah. a lot during COVID. Good tints. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't wasn't That's right. difficult at all either. It was like, why not? <laughs> did you, you know, yeah, did you dye yours too? Yeah, remember I came in, I was like this, and it looked even scrappier. I looked like uh, Teen Wolf. Oh yeah. shit, that was you? Yeah, that was me. I thought some other producer that no, just that happened him. to. I really? still think we missed the boat on getting Just for Men as a sponsor. It's not too late. No. Just enough gray here to go around. So it's just for it's men. Just for men and Dan. The irony is that JC hasn't got gray hair. Yeah, he would love to have none, some. I have none. some on the side. Do you? I do. And I have longer, I have some long ones in my... Really? Yeah. But I'd yeah. like to have, uh, one day I'd like to... Well, more more gray and less sure, ginger. Yeah. Sure. So you've, always, you've never really grown the handicap beard like you have now. Handicap? Handicap, you know? <laughs> You're being a beard, though. He no, just call you handicapped. Call me a handicapped. You call me a handicapped. He had the three-hour thing always. He's but like never had it, but you're like yeah, Richard Keys. Huh? Not very gray. Oh no, I'm pretty gray. If you get close up, I'm pretty gray. Look, Jeff. But would you have known unless you? Yeah, grew? he's he's pretty gray. But in a nice way. You didn't have that when you were on Sportsnet. No, no, I did. Yeah, it was a little bit shorter, but I definitely had because I got in trouble at first for having you a beard. To have a beard on sports. But then, but then, no, because the story, as the story yeah. goes, and Dunlop will probably be able to. Uh, Back this up. Um, I always had facial hair yeah. on TV for many years at the score, even during my fat years. Apparently, um, I went to Sportsnet and I kept my 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 beard or my stubble, and they allowed me to have it. Dunlop, who loves to have facial hair and a beard, grew it as well, thinking, "Okay, well, I guess we're allowed now." And he got in trouble for it. You can't have a beard. He goes, "But Shaman does." He threw me under the bus. Wow. And uh, and they, well, that's kind of just James's kind of his look. He's always had it. And that's they the didn't even want someone with facial hair. No, nope. no. I mean, they didn't give a shit if he was doing soccer, but anything else, no. 
it, that's, that's typical though with TV though. It was. It was, yeah. Yeah, it's not just sports now, that's just TV in general. Well, TV they don't like beards, right. generally speaking. I don't know why, but that's kind of the No, no, but I think it's changed. I think that I, I, I do think that during this whole COVID thing, people are going to come out on the other end going, hey, I can wear what I want. I can, I can do some pajama live hits. I hope so. You know? I hope you're right. I'm not sure you. They'll, I think they'll go. They'll revert back to type. That's why Jerry never grew his moustache fully out. <laughs> Jerry Dobson, because <laughs> he would love to have grown like he a handlebars. <laughs> he looked great with the handlebars. He looked fantastic with his flowing hair. Yeah, and Tash, he looked like Ron. Ron Burgundy. Ron Burgundy. <laughs> we should get. We said it before. We always say these things and great ideas, and we forget about it. But get Jerry, Jerry on the show because he's got some great stories. Where is, about Jerry, TV. is Jerry in Arizona? Or is he back no, no, in Niagara? He'll be, he'll be. He's here. He's here. Yeah. Yeah. We need Where? to get Jerry on. No, no, Niagara. No, Niagara region. Oh, yeah. We'll have Niagara a show. We we'll have a show with Jerry on and Carmelina oh, well, and Peter Crouch. <laughs> That's a show. Yeah. Jerry. Oh, Jerry. So, Craig, you, I know you gave us something, but it was anything else? It was it was COVID, but come on, give us oh, something more juicier. In a year? For Personal. Me? Personal? <laughs> well, everyone else shared. I was, uh, I don't know, to continue doing soccer, hopefully more <laughs> consistently. Just admit it, porn. <laughs> well, that's all, that's all. it's better watching it. <laughs> Let's work. Oh, well. Well, there's always that guy in those, like, there's some porn where there's a guy in the bushes and he's watching the porn, and that's what sets it up. No, that's other... 80s and 90s porn. Yeah, and that was great. Now it's like that's voyeur, yeah. the voyeur section. Yeah. You You've go. got some stories of guys hiding in bushes, <laughs> haven't you, Craig? <laughs> that's Craig's favorite section. <laughs> the voyeur. <laughs> Retro Boyerism. Porn. Retro porn. Uh, is, you, is you, though, have a story with someone hiding in the bushes, right? Yes. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. About this one too. That, I'm not telling that no? one. No. You're not? No. <laughs> not doing it. I'll go up. I might go up in the beer Yeah, category. I bet you would, actually. Grab yeah. a beer with, yeah. Yeah. Maybe a year from now, that can be your where you want to be a year from now in a place where you're comfortable enough to tell that story. Right. <laughs> That's a good one. Fair Which chance. Is, it starts with, so I'm in a bush. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Dan, in a year's time? Uh, I told you. I would like to think that Footy Prime is a, uh, a brand that is on a couple different distributors, whether online or. You know, streaming, but what we always do is make sure we're doing everything correctly, and we talk about the things that, you know, not only footy, but the stuff that we're talking, the culture of sports, and the culture of football, which we always seem to talk longer than we normally do, but it's fantastic. And I have to say, this has been therapy through COVID. It has been, yeah. yeah. You know, and we've been lucky enough, the five of us, to get together through stage one, stage two, and stage three, and we're lucky enough to be in stage three still, where we can semi-social distance. What time is it? It's uh, it's eight forty on what date is it? October the fifth. Yeah. Right now, we can still do yeah, stage right three. Now. And so I'm I'm very thankful. Yeah. And we've been. Uh, I have to say, we've probably become closer. The five of us. Well, not closer because we're actually well, further away because it's social distancing. Exactly. But but we've been we you know what it's been a it's a tumultuous year. 
but tumultuous. Oh, jeez. Tumultuous. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Go on, do you say it? Tumultuous. Just try and spell it. Tumultuous. Without a stutter. A concept. Tumultuous. <laughs> We've all got that word. We can't say. I've got a few of them. Yeah. You know, where I would like to be is that footy prime is still kicking. Here's the irony, though. I can see us in, in a few months' time having a meeting with BBC or Sky or whoever ah, it is going to be, right? And they'll say, you know, guys, we, we love what you're doing. You know, you're knowledgeable, great chemistry, but we did see your, your first year anniversary show. <laughs> so the answer is no. Yeah. You're very bad people. But, Craig, please tell us a story about the bush. <laughs> Years time, years time. Actually, we'll he emailed his own the other day. Just oh yeah, threw it out there to see what they're up to. When do we start? Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> oh, sorry. We'll contact you if we're looking to do. Great to see there's Canadian content. <sighs> Jeff, who's it? What? Who's the Canadian content on there? Oh, Greg, Greg Brady. Greg Brady. Yeah, yeah. On the shootout. We are scum. Yes. Let's be honest. Yes. <laughs> Apparently so. <laughs> okay, so within a year's time, what do you want to see changed in football? Ooh, good one. The handball rule. One. The handball rule. Bar gone. See you no, later. No, no, no. no bar's got to stay. Let's do the handball mm-hmm. rule with. Hold on. Let's ask, let's let's ask our listeners as well. Okay. Listen so up. in a year's time, the Buffalo Mike. <laughs> there's only one of you out there. There's Buffalo. only one of you out there now. Ivan. What do you Ivan want changed in football? Yeah. What, what like what? What's the biggest okay, thing to change in football? You, I, I know you guys were all talking the handball rule. Craig tweeted it out. Explain the difference now of the handball rule, just so my uneducated ears can understand. It. Jeff. So, <laughs> so when you start with a box step, <laughs> so what you want to do is when your coach says handball, you just you, you take a deep breath. <laughs> You close your eyes, and you put your hand down there. And then when he says, okay, you're good, then you go and clean up. That is terrible. That is hand ball. No, seriously, what is that? That's, that's hand, hand to ball. What's the hand ball? There's a difference. The hand ball yeah. rule is that they are prosecuting the unavoidable at the moment. Yeah. And, like, it's just become ludicrous because... Defenders, whoever it is trying to defend their goal, basically have to have their hands on their balls down their pants if they don't want to give a penalty away. Because the natural movement of the body to elevate yourself to head of the ball or to defend a shot across, your your arms are always going to be out to protect your fall or to protect yourself. That's your balance. It's everything. Just, and that's where they, they've taken... So, so for instance, they gave one to uh, against. I think it was Spurs. Was it Dyer? Yeah. And he had his back facing. He wasn't even facing it. He was challenging, and the ball came from behind him, and then headed against his arm. Unnatural silhouette. Penalty, like, like that. That's just, you know, from. I mean, you could call it what you want, do whatever you want, but if it's, if it's not intentional. Like then you're just what are you dealing with? But then the word intent is Luck. so confusing. They took it out, right? But it makes yeah. it even more confusing now. Uh, since VAR came in, it's become more confusing. It's fair to say. Okay, what's right? worse, VAR? Which would you need to leave first? If we were all talking, which one would you just go? I'm making the rules now. Would it be VAR first gone, or would it be? I don't think VAR is a problem. It's just well, interpretation of the. Danny <laughs> thought it's a problem laws. for a year. 
just because of the interpretation. Yeah, but it's gonna uh, it'll sort that'll sort itself out. At least the referees now go into the sidelines. At least, yeah. There's I think that. it's the way you use VAR. Like in MLS, it's been pretty good because most referees have been given a signal in their ear, yeah, and told to come to the monitor <laughs> and check. So yeah, I've gone up to thirty three percent. Deeches, you've gone down to seventeen. Oh my, my banter's killing it. <laughs> I honestly, I think there's three people voting right now. Yeah, they keep changing. Yeah, yeah, they do. Right. They keep changing, yeah. And two, oh, hey, two of them are my sons. <laughs> yeah. They'd rather go. Out hey, Luca, Craig. Yeah. <laughs> Luca keeps well, they see you sharks. all the time. So Luca just keeps saying sharks. Yeah. <laughs> Feel sorry for him. Yeah, we all do. But yeah, no. Again, it's like. They've taken the flow away from the game. The exciting thing about football, and for the most part, Americans having to buy into football is that they they, they deem it as boring. There's not enough goals scored. There's not enough action. Where if you're a proper football person, you know it's as difficult to go and get a draw away from home at Man United, a nil-nil draw or 1-1, whatever it is, to score a goal and to keep a tight defense and be everyone locked on being kind of on the same wavelength of fuck we're going there to 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 display a team spirit collective effort even though it's a zero zero fucking game a nil nil game it's a fucking lot of effort that's gone in and and if you're a proper football fan you'll see tactical stuff going the leeds man city game the other day was an unbelievable game of brilliant technique quality tactics from both coaches uh, whether it be Bielsa, who's the mentor to Guardiola, who, who he idolizes. It was just a fantastic game. But for most American fans, a 1-1 would be like, hey, man, what the... Like, yeah. well, you know, it's hard to understand that? that because what, when you hear about a no-hitter no in baseball, people get all excited. Or if yeah. they're at a game where there's a potential for a no-hitter. So there's yeah. zero happening, and they're all excited because it was a no-hitter. Yeah, that's a good point. They're so confused. What's the difference? I think the American sporting audience are just stupid. Well, well, well. Oh, you raised the whole. I think they <laughs> just the American. They, they like their own. Not the Canadian. I said the American. Hey, look. I, I mean, there's sports that they have. They're they're their own sports, really. Yeah. yeah no one else celebrates NFL, and NFL, baseball. baseball. No, you're right. Yeah. yeah, very much so. Yeah. So they're stupid. Even saying the national anthem. What about it? He wants the national anthem out erased from a yeah from, yeah that's from a league. great one by the way yeah Ivan. from league Ooh, yeah right. yeah yeah internationals no fair enough need. there's no need for it that yeah. was baffling to me coming over to MLS I bet it was coming out for the first game and I was like you're okay, all ready to yeah. go we're ready to go let's shake hands and let's fucking get on with it 15 minutes later we're still standing there like yeah. Doing the second national anthem. Yeah. What's ludicrous is is hockey, for example, recently, right? No fans in the stadiums, and they're still doing the anthems, right? Yeah. Were they? Still doing? Yeah. Yeah. And and even like the PA announcer is still doing his thing. Yeah. It's like, come on, why? There's no one bloody there. Yeah, that's crazy. It makes no sense whatsoever. What's even crazier? Remember when I said at 106, we were all, it's 146, we just talked for 40 more minutes. About absolute nonsense, <laughs> drivel. Nothing, Nothing on substance. Nothing. <laughs> Fucking Mike and Ivan. Yeah. Fucking oh. Sorry, I need to jump in here. So, uh, Buffalo Mike here. 
Yeah. Who seems to be the sixth member of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, he just said Pool Billiards League. Uh, well, yes. So a gentleman, uh, we have the Canadian, probably the best Canadian snooker player of all time. No, second is, best. Cliff oh, sorry. Which was one of Craig's buddies. Yeah. Okay, so the second best was Jim Wick. Yeah, I know. Uh, no, listen, I, I know yeah. You know Jim. I know Jim, too. Yeah. Jim was a great player, but not the second best. Third best? I say fourth best. Fourth best Canadian. Although, player. you know what? Okay, so you got Cliff Thorburn, right? World champion, 83. Stevens. One. Kirk Stevens, Kirk number, number two. Ben, just let me just get through my snooker history. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. Jesus oh, Christ. Right. He's in his element. He's in right. his element. Give me this. Give me this. It's a snooker. <laughs> all right? It's a snooker guy. <laughs> I'm not a footballer. I'm not a dancer. I'm not... Wonger. No, it is. All right. So you got Cliff Thorburn, right? 83 world champion, 147 at the Crucible, yada, 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 right? Number one. Number two, Kirk Stevens, 84, Benson Hedges Masters champion. White tuxedo, boom, so exciting. Big Bill Werbenick, 17 pints a game. Legend. 22 as many. Yep. Legend. He, he, 22. Favorite. And then Jim is probably fourth. Alan Robidoux. Was very oh, good too, very good. Yeah. But Jim, Jim was the best snooker slash pool player, I would say, and also owns a fantastic bar right. and club called the Corner Bank. Well, and that's where I'm going with this. <laughs> Jim, which had his one of his <laughs> assistants slash confidants reach out to me. You might want to talk into the microphone and louder. His first time speaking on air. So for this one. So, uh, so anyway, so Jim, which would I think it would be a cool idea if you guys are up for it. To go out to the corner bank and do a live show there. And you know what I think we should do is have pints as we play. Well, not me. That's a great idea. Like you got, we'll, I love pool. So we'll play pool. No, no, play snooker. Show while playing no, pool, pool and mic'd up. And Jim like I, like IFBs? I mean, um, like Levs? Labs. Yeah, like, Levs. Yeah. We yeah. can do Labs. Jim That's a great idea. excited about that. Is he really? Oh, 100%. Let's do it. I'll school you all. Are you a good pool player? Snooker? You know, I actually played pool two weeks ago to guess my mate who was a former world amateur champion. And I thought I was half decent. And when you play a real, like, legit yeah. professional, it's just a different level. Yeah. Like, I miss and he cleans up. It's incredible. So, so the answer is yes, I am good. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> not but but that not that good. good. I imagine, I imagine you're good. The only thing about pool playing, at least in Canada, was there were ping pong tables. And there were pool tables. Ping pong tables are about a hundred bucks. A good pool table is about two thousand dollars, fifteen hundred dollars. I knew a lot of guys with ping pong tables. <laughs> <laughs> we grew up playing ping pong. I'm not saying a word. <laughs> you know what? Can I say there's there's a big difference <clears throat> in the sturdiness of said tables. Uh, if you go down to your buddy's basement and you're like, yo, it's got a ping pong table and you bring your, you know, a gal down with you. <laughs> it, it, it doesn't end the same way as if he no. has a pool table. No. If it's a you're pool right. table, right. you know, you're good for a good half hour. If it's a ping pong table, you're like, oh shit, your dad's going to yell at us again. We yes. broke it. <laughs> we broke it. <laughs> Voice of experience. Just, yeah. Just yeah. get the glue. It's like basically glue. Yeah, but a nice piece of slate under a pool table yes. will take a lot of weight. Yeah, that's what I always knew. The kids, I was like, I think you grew up a little richer than me when they could play a really good pool. Right. They would just clean up. You know, when I was, um, I think, 10, I sold a motorcycle and bought a snooker table. Dude. My dad never forgave me. And that might explain why, now thinking back, that could be the reason why he used to put me on the other team playing rugby because he's a big biker always has been mm, and he saw his together. son 
the heir to his millions, <clears throat> <laughs> sell a motorcycle and buy a snooker table. Where the fuck did you put a snooker table? On my um, the, the the kitchen table. Oh, like so on top, like a mini one. Yeah, a six by three. It wasn't twelve by six. Oh, well, yeah. a, a small one, yeah, yeah. And I actually broke a window in my mum's front room doing that. Okay, trying to do a, back, a bit of back. Spin. I was uh, trying to do back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Sharp, you Off the table. Talked about <laughs> pool versus snooker. Mm-hmm. So I played snooker, and I'm like snooker, snooker, snooker. Sorry, snooker. horrible at it. Snooker, snooker. The balls are not so snooker. Small. The table's so large. It's like the like holes are hole. small. It's incredibly mm-hmm. different. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's different tactics entirely. So heavy balls. Are, are there people who are <laughs> great at both? Small but heavy. Are yes. there people that are great at both? And yes. are there people who are shit? Like they're they're shit at one and amazing at the other. It's rare that you get someone that dominates in either, right? In, 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 you have a player that, like Steve Davis, for example, who is arguably the best of all time snooker. Second for sure, um, did go into the American pool playing circuit. Did okay, but was never dominant. Right, so I mean, a player like, like Jim, who's done well on, on both, there aren't many of those guys. This is a different strategy entirely. Right. Different Thorman type played of, a bit of pool too, didn't he? Pool, uh, uh, Thorman. Yeah, um, I'm not sure he may well have done. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He played at a Shooters at Lawrence and uh, Vic Park. That was his club for a Making long time. Some side cash. Yep, most of them did. Right back in, had a, well, even was, now you could take him out, old guy, take him out to a pool and just. School. Dominate. Imagine. Dominate. Yeah. Yep. I played him once. Okay, Cliff, you go first. I played Cliff while interviewing oh, him once. So <laughs> yep. At the score, I played him. I interviewed well, him and right. played him. Yep. You had a ball in your mouth, didn't you? That's right. At the end, at the end, um, it did it do? Shut up, Wonger. <laughs> Let's just. Gimp. Bring in the gimp. <laughs> go get No, it was, uh, it was no, at, at the, the end. <laughs> at the end, I laid it on, on the table and put a chalk in my mouth and put a. Ball, the, the the eight ball, the eight ball, the black ball, and on the chalk, and he potted off the cushion, the cue ball, onto the eight ball, <laughs> black ball, down the rail, and, and potted it. And my mom had a crush on Cliff Thorburn in the eighties. Like she loved Cliff Thorburn. They were sex symbols, right? Snooker players in the eighties in England. Oh, he, 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 and she loved him, right? Household name, man. And uh, so she loved seeing that interview. And then late, I think late last year at the Corner Bank, Stephen Hendry played Jimmy White in an exhibition. It was great, and Cliff was there, and I got a picture of, of my dad and and Cliff Thorburn. That little kid, he was like eight years old, and he was playing pool. That He's time. amazing. No. Jimmy was amazing. No, that's Ronnie O'Sullivan. Really? He's now forty-three or something. Yeah. No, but there was a guy who always looked like he was seventeen. But Stephen Hendry, probably you're thinking of. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Scottish, yeah. Scottish lad. He's always playing. Guy you think is amazing. Who's the best? Steve Davis. Yeah. Well, well. White was the, the best player to never win the world championship. Yeah. He got, to, I think, four finals, came really close, but never made it. But he was good enough to. Buffalo Mike slash Mike. He's thrown us. Uh, he wants us. He's a confident player. At uh, a pool? Yeah. If you guys what? Wow. Okay, I, th- I think next next episode we need to have Buffalo Mike like, on he a mic. He wants to be on. We're going to get him on. Mike's a tournament player, apparently. Wow. So he's almost as good as me. Seven out on a nine footer. Is that, that is that golf? No, that's like a. I'll go out my way. I'll give any of you seven out on a nine footer. Oh, a nine foot table. So the pool tables come in different sizes. Nine is the tournament table. I think Mike, please correct me if I'm wrong there. And he'll give it any because you can handicap pool as well. Oh, you can. Yeah, apparently I learned this two weeks ago. I had no idea. It was nine ball pool oh, we're playing. You can gamble on it. No, it's not gambling, but you can handicap. 
against a oh, against like a ranked like player golf, like or a seeded player. Like yeah, I'm yeah. not sure how it works exactly. But so, you're playing a pro snooker player. What would it be? Well, I played. I, I I've done that before. When I was 14, I my, my my local club. God, this must be so boring for the listeners, but I don't care. Um, when I was when I was 14, and also that Sharps had a local snooker club, snooker. I did. Tumb- yeah, Everybody Capital did. in in Tunbridge Wells. Everybody, they're everywhere. And uh, I, I played. I played Alison Fisher, who was the women's world champion at the time. Played her. She gave me a 21 point start, and she, and she destroyed me. Right. And then Steve Newbury, who at the time was world number 19, exhibition at the club. And I scored the, the, the main games. And then as a reward, I played a frame. Again, 21-point lead. And uh, he destroyed me. Wow. So I played two professionals. That's good. It is. I've got nothing else. And Cliff Norbert <laughs> the ball out of your mouth. Yeah, yeah, exactly. See? Well, you know what? I've done it all at this point. I can oh, die happy. I mean, when I moved to England, there was four channels. And... When snooker was on, it was on all day long, right? Mm-hmm. BBC Two. Cliff's Vancouver, right? Isn't all he? day. Is he Vancouver? No, he's, he's an Easter Coast guy. Is he? Bill Bill Werbenick is a... Bill was West Coast. West Coast, West Coast yeah. Stephen okay. Steven is from here. <laughs> Wong has left. Oh, did he? Wong has vacated the building. Well, I'm, I'm the new Dan now. Finally, the planning's worked out. I'm the new Dan Wong. Where's Wong gone? To the lease. Oh, okay, he's going to wash him. Okay, really so much beer. Because <laughs> he's, he's been driving this podcast the last forty-seven minutes, yeah. and we should, we should probably call it quits. Because I mean, there's very few people apart from Buffalo Mike listening at this point. Well, there's a good solid six, six. <laughs> which is what I was told I was when I was in high school. <laughs> good solid six. <laughs> Mind you, that was in the remedial class. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Good to be here, guys. Good to be here, the new Dan Wong. I'm saying stupid things. <laughs> um, should we just call it quits or wait for Dan to come back? I think we should wait for Dan. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. Well, it's been fun, though. You know, we, we had our one-year anniversary show. Um, it kind of went off the rails like most shows do. Um, less sport talked about this time around. But we covered some important issues. Pool, porn, dancing. Dancing. Craziness of the Premier League. Craziness in the Premier League, which it is craziness. We haven't even mentioned that 7 2 result. I've done pretty well there, kind of meandering around. Do you think Everton can win it, the league? Actually, uh, my son Luca asked me that today, and he was like, I I think you're right, Dad. I think Everton could win the league. I said, I didn't say they could win the league. I said they could possibly break into the top four or five this year. But the problem with Everton is the depth of their squad. So if Jaimez Rodriguez goes down with an injury, mm-hmm. if one of their two defenders, Mina or Keane, go down with an injury, um, if Calvert-Lewin, who's been firing all cylinders... How many goals has he got already? Four, I think. Four? He's got eight for this season. Has he? Yeah, didn't he just yeah. score? No, in the, in the Prem? In the Prem? Not in the oh, Prem. Oh, sorry, I mean, like, he's in the... Overall. Club. He right. scored two hat-tricks last week. But what if uh, Pickford stays healthy? I think Pickford's their problem. That's what I mean. If he stays healthy, it's an issue. They, they signed a, a Swedish goalkeeper today from Did Roma. They? Really? So, same with, same with Spurs. I think Spurs could, could push on this year. I think Arsenal, they made a big signing today in Partey. He's mm-hmm. a very, very good midfielder. It's one of those years that an odd champion could come out of it, right? Because it's such a weird season. Yeah. That's good. That's what Luke, Luke was saying. He said, could Everton be the new Leicester? I said, it's totally different than that. They're bigger than Leicester. Leicester didn't have... Hamas. Hamas Rodriguez. They mm-hmm. didn't have 
like Alan or, you know, like... It was amazing what one manager comes in, right? And will change everything, the whole culture of that club. And then him alone will attract players. Yeah. I don't think Hummus would have come for yeah. David Moyes. For sure. Or even Roberto Martinez or Kuman, But they come for Ancelotti. Yeah. Right? I hope they do well. I really do. Well, I do too. I think it's great. Remember in the 80s when Everton won the, the league? Nope. Didn't, don't, don't remember. I think that was the last time Liverpool lost a big match, like a, a big score. Like some comparisons. There. Was it Was it that one? That year? Yeah. I remember the season. The Everton, yeah, Neville Southall and goal. It was two years. Graham Sharp. Great team. Andy Gray. Yeah, Andy diving finals. headers. Peter Reid. What a team that was. was a very good team. Yeah. How, how, Kendall, how Kendall was managing, right? Yeah. It's a great ground. Like, I, mean, I haven't been there. Not from... Yeah, Goodison. I never see it because it's always in the shadow State of Anfield. Yard, but just how another tight, classic English. Ground. Is it? Yeah. I hope they keep it. I mean, they're, they're going to move at some point, right? They, they've been going off in months or yeah. years now, right? Yeah. Where they're going to move? But um, I walked in and uh, to get a beer because I had to pee, and I, the first thing I see is Yvonne saying, "Sharms, did you get your garbage bin back?" <laughs> oh, that! <laughs> did you hear that? You hear that? Yeah. yeah, you told us last week. No. No, you told us on Twitter. My oh, garbage bin. Yeah, this oh. is from Friday. My, this is how much my, you know, you know the big, other. the big rolly garbage bins at home, the big <laughs> well, ones. Someone nicked it. Someone nicked it. <laughs> well, they're just so big and you sleep in them. So well, maybe that's what it is. Look in the park. <laughs> yeah. Maybe the they're behind the building. Well, yeah, well, there's enough of them. Yeah, yeah, the but, who, honest, but who steals garbage bins though? It's crazy. You know they're worth like two hundred bucks. Five hundred. What? $500 for that size one. So do, okay. you, do, you, do you have to pay for it? Yeah, you do, to replace it. I'm changing my plan for yeah. in a year's time. What? I want to be selling garbage bin. Yeah, no kidding. Get into that angle. That'd be a good job. Go, just go around stealing hmm? them. Decent, decent business. It is business, huh? and then send yeah, a little message to the people that are missing a garbage bin. I can get, I can get you a cheap deal. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It might even be the same one. No, we're gonna <laughs> a year from now. We're gonna find Craig in the garbage bin eating General Tao chicken and smoking you know weed. <laughs> well, quite honestly, I have a, I have a better chance of that. That's, that's odds on favor. Then network TV. Yeah, yeah. It's either network TV or, or uh, dude. We're getting you fire. on network TV if we have to buy our own network yeah. TV. Yeah. We're gonna create. We're gonna. We don't want network TV. This no, is much more we fun. Want, we want. I want. Pays, pays we, should, we should own a female basketball league team and a female soccer team out of Toronto. Mm -hmm. That's what we should be all part of. We should also run all the different sports academies. Dikio, <laughs> fucking our our boy Dikio wants to be a coach. He can run the fucking. We've got the goalkeeper union over oh, yeah. there. Like thousands of goalkeepers. And he's DJing. He's <laughs> gonna get he's everyone dancing. But yeah, but you're DJing Jeff's dance club. Dancer. Yeah, dance troupe. <laughs> Jeff Cole, the voice of uh, Border Security USA. He said it wrong again. Border Jeff, Patrol, you said no. It's Border Security. <laughs> oh, he said you it right this time. It wrong. Oh, it me gets it wrong Listen, all the like time. The prodigy had their dancer. I want to be. Yes, he's dead. He's Keith Flint. Keith no, Flint's he was, dead. He was the not the dancer. No, but Keith. No, but he started out as a dancer though. He, he sung like yeah. two songs. Yeah, he did. He did. Only Why two songs. Yeah, and he's, he died last oh, year, right? Last year. I was talking about him this past weekend. That guy's not dead. Yeah, he killed himself last year. It's really sad. He had a hairdo like mine. And the he hanged Firestar himself. guy? Yeah, Firestarter guy. Yeah. 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 yeah, the, the prodigy. Jeez. Yeah. I know. Really sad. Okay, so you're the board of security now, Jeff. We're putting you in that spot. Border Patrol. 
Border Patrol. Oh, no. Border out security. of us four, like if you were the Border Security there, out of us four coming through customs, oh, okay. who would you fucking stop? Oh, tough first? one. Look at you. Would I stop? Yeah. I've been denied at the border more than I should say. But, uh, you saw, Why are you looking at me? If you saw Craig, us four yeah, really? walking Why? sheepishly through. I'm not going to. I mean, I love you, Craig. I really do. I feel like you and I have a, like, a real bond. But if you came over from, say, let's say, Thailand, <laughs> uh, I, might, I might, I'm just saying, like, I might just ask you questions about, like, who were you, who were you visiting <laughs> while you were in Thailand? Yeah, I would be asking those questions, too. I'm just, I'm just asking. What was, yeah. What was it like? <laughs> what was its name? <laughs> now, okay, let me Taken off, the stewardess has come around and told him to put his seat up. Five minutes after takeoff, slammed it back down again. So I said, "Okay, I'm gonna have fun with this guy." Constantly on the back, knee in the back, like really hard in his back. So after about ten minutes of the flight, he turns around, he goes, "Can you take your knee out my back?" 
said, buddy, have you seen how tall I am? I'm six foot four. Look at my leg. He says, I don't care. And with that, he stood up. So I said, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's start a fight at 30,000 feet. So Always ends well. Like this, and he was like this. <laughs> I said, if you don't sit back down and put your seat forward, I'm going to fucking throw you through that front window where the pilots are sitting. And his mum got up next to him. And she, she was like, oh, hey, hey, calm down, calm down. And my wife is sitting two seats behind me. She's like, please, please, don't, 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 don't say anything. Don't say anything to him, please. Like, don't say anything to him. So his mum was like, cuddle, like cuddling him, holding his head. How old? How old? He, he must have been 22, 23, like young 20. So I said, listen to your mum, be a good boy, sit down, don't fucking put your seat back again. <laughs> and I'm going to warn you, that's my last one. How warning tall was he? He's pretty tall for an Asian guy. He was like... 5'11". 5'2". Five, five, <laughs> five, <two>. Oh, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. But like, it was just, that, that really irritates me when something... Like, oh, dude, I'm if so I, If I'm going to put... Like, I'm a big guy. You're a big guy. Yeah. I rarely put my chair back just because of the respect for the people. I wouldn't do it anyway, though. I, I never do put it. it back a little bit. Yeah. But this guy, straight from the bang, slammed back. And I was like, oh. So when you landed and you both stood up, was there any kind of eyeball to eyeball? Or did he no, just ignore I tried you? To, I must say, I tried to go for him. Go through him? Go like, for him and see where he was getting off to see if he walked in the toilet. <laughs> And then what were you going to do? Yeah. I couldn't do it. Do him. No, I can do it. In, I can have a good conversation with him in open public. I wanted to see if he, was, if he didn't go to the toilet. So you're hoping though. Everything that Danny, this is why I love Danny Because he would have followed some dude into the bathroom to have a conversation. You know, when, 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 Deesh, when Deesh first arrived in Canada, right, you know, his, his reputation kind of persisted, right? Fucking villain, man. No, oh, no, I was just yeah, going to have are. a conversation. When he joined him. TFC, right, way back when, 2007, right, people, you know, football fans knew Danny was, but other people didn't know who he was. But, the reputation began to precede him. This is Danny Dicchio. He's a bit of a, he's a, bit of a nutter on the field. A bit, bit tough, you know? Yeah. And, 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 you know, you meet Danny and you think, nah, that's just, just reputation. It's not true. He's a good guy. But this story is proof that he's a complete arsehole. <laughs> oh, yeah. But no, this is why I respect him. He's got a dark side. We yeah. talk he's, about these things, he's a, you and I. He's a prick. This is why we became friends, just like <laughs> meeting over at Craig's house. We're like... There's this guy, and then I poked him in the eye, and I said, "If you like, there's always a story." And you're like, "Yeah." It well. takes a lot to rile me up, but once I'm riled yeah, up, there's, there's no stopping me. Like, I'm gone. Like, and my wife knows that. That's why she was like, "Yeah." Uh-oh. I was praying that he didn't say anything back because we would have been in what, the purple haze descends. Jeff, Jeff Cole would have yeah. been yeah. doing. <laughs> Here is border security. Here is a, a gentleman that's been escorted. Takes on a five foot two child. <laughs> and as you can see, this gentleman has been escorted off the plane in Arizona. What would you sneak over the border, Craig? Because it's not going to be weed or anything we get. Is there anything you'd sneak over the border? Like, 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 this way, this way, or that way? No, uh, that's a tough question. Well, you know what? It was really funny. When we went to Mexico, we traveled a few different times, but we went to Mexico. When we got there, the waiter was, hey, if you guys want anything, and he would, and we didn't do a lot. All we ever did was smoke a little weed, which is legal in Mexico. Not then. No. Well, not it's then. Not, not then. 
but I was smoking it, not Craig. <laughs> exactly. And and he got caught by the cops. I did get caught by the cops. We got caught by the cops. Yeah, we did. But my point is, there's no, like, there's kind of no rules when a waiter comes up to you and says, hey, can I, can I get you something? We say, yeah, sure, we, we'd like some weed. And we give the guy 20 American, and he shows up with... A football bag of weed, yeah. <laughs> and we couldn't smoke it. We we smoked every day and every night, <laughs> and we couldn't smoke that weed. So we hid it under the fucking plant outside our little yeah. window. As if we ever come back again. Yeah. No, we left a little note yeah, underneath. Next year, same we left time. a oh, post-it yeah. note and said, "Lift the plant on the left." But like there was, <laughs> they got twenty bucks. This guy gave us like a grocery bag full of weed. And we didn't know what to do with yeah, it. Mexico. It was fantastic. <laughs> yeah. So you, you'd bring that over the border? The Wild Wild West. No, I think I'd bring like... Uh, I think you Papers. Bring, no think papers. It was killing us. I think human trafficking makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dep- boys. <laughs> Depends what country you're in, to be quite honest. But that's well, okay. All I know is oh, that... That's since, right. Yeah. Since Danny's um, story about the plane, his... Six percent now want to go out for the beer with you. <laughs> six, <laughs> gone down. It was terrified of you. <laughs> no, it was eventful uh, plane ride. Yeah, Craig's dying to go upstairs to the roof to have a smoke. He's dying right now. So we probably should probably call it quits. Yeah, let's call it quits. Should we call it quits? Yeah, it's been a good anniversary. For it has been, boys. Two hours. It's been a lot of fun the last Buffalo year. Mike and Yvonne, um, thank you. We, right. we we've just attained uh, Thanks, a newfound love fellas. of beer. Thanks to Amsterdam, yeah. Thanks to Buffalo Mike and Ivan and Dunlop and oh, there's no one else. No, all the guests we've had this year. Oh, the guests too. Yes, yeah, lots of great guests. guests. Yes, uh, and we shall continue. We shall continue. Uh, next week is Thanksgiving, so I'm away next week. We're all so. no, We're going to take Thanksgiving off. All right, and then we'll come back uh, re-energized. Yeah. And who the hell knows? A year from now, who the hell knows where we'll be? Let's revisit our uh, predictions next year. Dumpster we'll find fire. out with a Craig's new dumpster. Deesh <laughs> <laughs> is DJing. Wonger is. Uh, do you want to give us what an you out? Doing? I'm, I'm producing. I'm, pro- I'm producing. Oh yeah, you still producing? Out. Yeah. Do you want to give us an out? I don't think uh, Charms was done. No, that's no. good enough. I had, I was going nowhere. I was going down a <laughs> one way street like there. Just <laughs> <us> <laughs> <up>. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. Out. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's. Been a hell of a ride last year at the Footy Prime, the podcast. James Sharman finally cut his hair and lost a little weight. <laughs> Danny Dickio became one of the most frightening men we've ever seen or heard from, but then also became a small kitten. And Craig Forrest, well, still smoking away, eating his burritos on camera. What a that was a good burrito. Good burrito indeed. <laughs> well, for Dan Wong, who has a beautiful tiny man bun, and myself, whatever my name is, from whatever show it is I do, we'd like to say thank you for a year of love and laughter, and we'll see you on the flip side. And remember, please don't call the police on me again. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 